Blog Talk Radio. Well, pleasant good evening to all of you out in Radio Land. And sure, my brother here is on with me. Dennis, how are you, sir? Good afternoon to you, Leon. I'm here sitting a little despondent watching the West Indies getting it in the neck once again, but uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed. All right. Um, I, too, am doing the same. I'm so much nervous, you know, <laughs> to, to, to see your old batters go there and just, I say, can they just play out the innings? But before we do that, let's do this, because I, we missed this point. Good evening, and welcome to The Cricket Show, broadcasting around the world every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. blogtalkradio.com slash thecricketshow, or fast bowl us an email with your questions and comments to thecricketshow at comcast.net. And now, let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. Yes, we shall talk cricket. With me online is my friend, Dennis Heath. Dennis? Just want to tell the listeners also that we are we are indeed monitoring the scores West Indies versus Pakistan, and sure some of you might be surprised to hear the what's going on. But nevertheless, what is what's up in your neck of the woods, Dennis? Well, today it's Sunday, but we've had a very balmy afternoon here or morning session, really, because normally we're, you know, fighting triple digits heat. But at this point, we're now looking at a very cool 79 degrees. So we are very happy for that because we're still having a lot of fires burning north of us where we are. Otherwise, looking forward to an entertaining show today. Yes, yeah, I am indeed. Well, let's tell the folks up with the scores. Pakistan declared 302.49. West Indies are presently 24.02. 24.02. Yes, one Bradford and Powell, uh, Powell LBW, and Bradford was comprehensively bold for four and five respectively. But nevertheless, the show must go on, and we shall just give God thanks for us. Being here this evening, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for you allowing us to have another show. We pray you will just continue to bless us as we prepare this evening's show and let it go on without any interruptions whatsoever. Despite our numerous setbacks, Lord, we are still here and we are hopeful that you will just bring us through another evening. We pray especially for our alien brothers and sisters, especially my dear wife, Eunice. Dr. Leroy Lashley, Connie Whitley, Ellie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Murchis Nisbet, Alcomita Willett, Wentworth Francis, Telbert Francis, and um, Dennis Kelman, as well as I, Phil McCorning, yes, Austin Otto, Joseph Gondrup, Alpheus Phillip, Willis and Mona Daniel, Kelma Williams, Dr. Roger Brown, Earl Stevens, Judith Bird. Conrad Williams, Alric Morgan, Sonia Sargent, and Gwen Williams. And all those who have not expressed their concerns or this paper, they hear them from the bottom of their feet to the top of their heads. Bring them back to their normal selves so they can continue to do your work. And we pray that 
pray especially for the ones who are contributing to the show to make it possible to be heard year in all year, all these 11 years, Lord. Thank you for everything you've done for us. And especially pray that this show will go on without any interruption whatsoever. Your precious name we pray. Amen. We are still at 24 for 2, West Indies, and I just monitor the scores as we go along. And, of course, Dennis, why don't you yes. give us a little bit of what is happening in the minor leagues? I know you have a passion for that sport, and we are going to get two wonderful guests as well. So why don't you share the Did you say, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what was your last comment. Yes, I say, why don't you share with our listeners what's up in the minor leagues? And then I go oh. into the other portion of this of the show. Yes, surely, and and I, in uh, getting to my numbers, I want to say a good welcome, happy welcome to Donna. I think Donna has joined us. Want yes. to say mm-hmm. welcome yes, to Donna. Uh, as many of uh, our listeners may be aware, the Toyota Minor League has been. Uh, taking place for the last four weeks today. This weekend is the fourth weekend, and we have seen some very thrilling and exciting cricket matches. And today I can give you just a little details about the four-week standing in Mm -hmm. some of the divisions. So we'll start off with the uh, week four standing in the southern division, where we have the now, we should remember that we're speaking of matches played last weekend, not matches played this weekend. So for matches played last weekend, this week four standing, we have in the Southern Division, Morrisville Cardinals top of the table with 16 points. Atlanta Fire bringing up the second place with uh, eight points from three matches. Orlando Galaxy third in the table, four points from three matches. Fourth in the table is uh, Florida Beamers, points from five matches. Number six in that table, we have Fort Lauderdale Lions at play two, and they have lost both. Atlanta Paramvers have played three matches, and they've lost all three matches. So that's the table for the Southern Division. Now, if we look at the teams in the Eastern Division, we have New Jersey Stallions played seven matches, and they're top of the table with 20 points. Manhattan Yorkers, four matches. They have 16 points, third in the table. We have DC Hawks played seven, have 16 points, having lost three matches. New Jersey Somerset Cavaliers, they are fourth in the table, having played six matches and have 12 points. The Philadelphians have played six matches and they've won three and lost three and they have 12 points. Empire State Titans played four, one, two, lost one, ten points. New England Eagles played six, they've won two, lost four, and they have eight points. 
And now we go to the Central Division. The uh, Houston Hurricanes played seven, won six, first in the table with 24 points. Second in the table, we have Austin Athletics played seven, won five, lost one, 22 points. Third in the table, Michigan Cricket Stars played six, won three, lost two, won no decision, 14 points, third in the table. Irving Masters are fourth. They've played six, won three, lost two, won no decision, 14 points total. Fifth in the table, St. Louis Americans played six, won two, lost four. They have eight points. Seven, Chicago Blasters played six, won one, lost four, and won no results, six points. Chicago Catchers played six. They've lost all six, and they're bringing up the table with zero points. Now, if we look at the uh, Western Division, this is the final division. Top of the table, Golden State Grizzlies, those Grizzlies out of uh, the Bay Area, played 4-1-4, top of the table with 16 points. Silicon Valley, second in the table, played 5-1-4, lost one, 16 points also. We have East Bay Blazers, four matches, 1-3, lost one, 12 points. Seattle Thunderbolts, seven matches played, 1-3, lost four. They have 12 points. SoCal Lashings played four, 1-2, lost two, have eight points. San Diego Surf Riders played seven, 1-2, eight points. And finally, bringing up the rear of the table, Hollywood Master Blasters, five matches played. They've lost all five and they are bringing up the table. It's interesting that in this particular division, all the Southern California teams from LA and beyond are all holding up the table, and the uh, Golden State, those in the San Francisco Bay Area, they are the ones leading the current tables. If time permits, I could give you some uh, batting leaders and bowling leaders. I'm not sure if I have time for that uh, at the moment, Leon. Yes. How much you go? Yes, go on, but we, we want to say welcome to Audley. Audley is on with us. So why don't you say hello to Audley? Audley, good afternoon. Hello. Audley. Hey, welcome, good Audley. evening, Mr. Good evening, Mr. Francis, and good afternoon to you, Mr. Dennis. You've been in California, so yes. Yeah, so uh, it's a wonderful, well, a bit a rainy day for us here in, in Connecticut, and I must say where I am. Um, it was just like some regular rainfall, um, no flooding reported where, where I am right now. And um, uh, for some areas, they got up to six and a half inches of rain, you know, from the, um, they call it the pressure that came our way. And um, so it, all, all in all, I'm, I've been, I'm watching the news right now, the volume is up, but um it doesn't seem to be too devastating. Maybe I need to catch up somewhere. I've been watch, following it a lot. But um, everything seems to be normal. I, not, at least where I am, everything seems to be just normal. All right, and let's see. Let me say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our friends listening in all around the world. And uh, we are sitting in, uh, of course, ready to have another wonderful, wonderful quick show this evening. 
Yes, Maru Bay's doing fine. Maru Bay's doing okay. fine. Away from, you know, the, you know her, her permanent friends, those pains and aches. They, they're always going to be around. Okay. No way. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Audley. Okay, go and ahead. I, Why don't you go ahead? Finish my back here. So you go right ahead. The Pacific Conference batting leaders currently are Andres Goose at number one, seven matches, and he has a total of 273 runs. Number two, Jacobus Pinar, 249 runs from six matches. Willem Ludic, number three in the table, played seven matches and has 219 runs total. Number four in the table, we have Marty Kane from the San Diego Surfers. He's played six matches. He has scored a total of 216 runs. Number five, we have Ryan Scott. Six matches, he has a total of 216. Six runs. Number six in that table, we have Sri Krishna A. Seven matches, total of 198 runs. Number seven, Shihan Jaya Surya. Five matches, 492 runs. Number eight is Yutish Kumar. Six matches for 186 runs. Number nine, Rayan Khan Patan. Six matches, 167 runs. And number 10 on the table, we have Cody Chetty with 166 runs from five matches. Those were the top 10 leaders, batting leaders in the Pacific Conference. And I have the top 10 bowlers in the Pacific Conference, starting with number one, Kartik Gatipali. He has 13 wickets from seven matches. We have number two, Usman Rafiq, 12 wickets from seven matches. Number three, Najam Iqbal, 11 wickets from five matches. Number four, Laksparik, 11 wickets from six matches. Number five, Vatsal Vagela, 10 wickets from four matches. Number six, Matthew Ford, 10 wickets from six. Number seven, Shadley Van Schalkik, nine wickets from seven runs. Sorry, nine wickets from seven matches. Number eight, Sarab Netravalkar, eight wickets from eight from five matches. Number nine, Khalid Zadran, eight wickets from five matches. And the 10th bowler in the Pacific Conference is Abir Chipa. Seven matches, eight wickets. Unfortunately, I do not have the same statistics for the other conference. So this is all I have for now. We hope that next time around, we will be able to share with you the other statistics for the other league conference in the Toyota minor league. Yeah, I just want to say hello. Thank you so much. You just want to say hello to Phil. Phil is a favorite friend of mine. Um, we are involved with cricket today, Phil. So we just want to say hi to you. Hello, and hope that you're yeah. in your neck of Yeah, place. I heard that Pakistan lost to England. Okay. I just heard it on today. You'll hear more no. in a jiffy. You'll hear more in a jiffy. Yeah, Pakistan lost to England. That's long. Not quite. But anyway, yes, that's yeah, true. Sure. Um, well, 
West Indies versus Pakistan. The latest score we have is that West Indies are 30 for 2, 30 for 2. In replying to Pakistan, 30249, with um, Alan, he was not up to 124, both Craig Bradford and Howell, and they failed to impress the scores, five and four respectively. So West Indies, the chase is not out, and 10, and Blackwood is also on 10. So we hope that these two can bring us past the hurdles. And you talked a lot about, um, talk just a little bit about the athletics, because it's not cricket, but we, we just follow, like to follow the West Indian success. The three West, um, the Jamaicans as a, as a whole, they just ran away with the, with the first, second, and third in the three fountain ladies 100 meters yesterday. And coming in at the rear is Miss Alexander. We, we know who she is, Shakari Alexander. She's just just one of those um, persons that will you know, light up any kind of tournament. <laughs> and she dressed from buoyantly. So she was hoping to make an impression, but it wasn't. Okay, so news, Barbados' name has now been branded, and they were once called uh, the Royals. We, we talked about it before, right? No. We talked about it before, I think you did. I'm a little behind in the news. But India, of course, having beaten England comprehensively by by 151 runs in the, the last test match, they go into the third test match with their tails up. More on that. Of course, the ICC Men's T20 World Cup are scheduled to begin, I tell you, begin with October the 17th, and they'll go until November the 14th. Some 445 T20 matches will be played, and for those of you who are interested, West Indies will be playing the first match against England on the 23rd, and that's a Saturday, so we have enough time Saturday to tell you the results from the Sunday afterwards. And the hundreds men, uh, there has been there has been a a, um, a winner of that men's tournament. I think the Southern the Southern Brave. Okay, no, I'm not too sure about that, but there is a winner late in the tournament. I'll tell you about. Yeah. Yeah, the Southern Brave was 168 for five, and the Birmingham Phoenix was 136 for five. So the Southern yes. Brave took the championship. And in the ladies, too, the ladies' championship would be... Yeah, yes, well. the, the, Invin- <laughs> the Invincibles won by 48 runs. Invincibles, 121 for six, and the Southern uh, women, they were 73 all out in 98 balls. Yes, indeed. And we're going to spend a lot of time this evening talking about the Caribbean Premier League, which starts next week, Thursday. And there are some six teams. I have all the, 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 the squads. We have the fixture list. And then we'll tell you all about what's happening over there in Sinkish at Warner Park, where the pitch is being used every day from the, from the 26th of um, uh, August to September the 15th, and there'll be two matches per day. That's a lot of work, folks. 
and a lot of work for the grown men. I do not envy them one bit, but we're just looking forward to a wonderful tournament. A little later on the show, obviously, we'll give all the teams and hear the various discussion from the various panelists. So that's it for me, and we just call in Audley now with his inside edge. Come on in, Audley. And we have... Okay. Wait. Before I do that, Audley, I think we have Donna wants to... Is it Donna? No, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, the inside edge for the day, the highest percentage contribution by a single partnership in an all-out innings in test cricket was provided by Sri Lankan um, Jawardini and Kumar Sankar. They added 168 in a total of 216. Wow. Uh, mean, meaning the entire rest of the team made 48. The percentage that partnership presented was 77.8, 77.78. And that was when they play in South Africa back in Durban in, in 2000. Right? So that's the highest percentage of partnership but in an innings that was, com- that was all out. Jawadini. And Kumar Sangakara, 168, 77.78%. Inside Ed, please. Yes, indeed. Great. Thank you so much for that. Well, why don't we just talk a little bit about the match until we have time for the... Go ahead. We have time for the... Just let, let me just bring in Phil and... And see what he has to say before we, we tell him well, that we go ahead. Just let's let's hear from Phil. Phil, good evening to you, sir. How are you? Good evening, sir. How are you? Good, good. And I have been mind? listening. Uh, Bevan? What did you say? Go no, ahead, Phil. Go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening to I went on Facebook like, two nights ago. And I was listening to Warrell and Kanai uh, and well, I was okay. hearing about that team. This is historical history oh, of cricket, Phil. right? Phil, could you hold uh, on and we'll bring you in a little later on. We, what's that? We, we wanna, we'll, we'll bring you in a little later on. Okay, All right, hold okay. on. Okay. okay. Okay, gentlemen, let's go right ahead, um, as it were. Phil is a good friend of mine, but he's uh, not really up to date yet, and we have to bring him up to date and get him right in line with us. Okay? Come on in. Uh, did you say something? Well, we we need to we address the England and India match. Are we yes, to, that's uh, right. England and India. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I I. Uh, we, I think we know the score. We know that India beat England in that second test. Uh, but here is, of course, the inside edge, oddly at the inside edge. But I think this is an inside edge that oddly probably has missed. And I'm sure he would have liked to have uh, found it. I give, I give just one, one per day. All right. Well, I'll take the you know I'll take advantage of your generosity and uh, and throw in another one. 
the inside edge on the India victory, according to Derek Pringle, riding in the UK Metro. The last test match we're talking about now. During the second innings of England, there was some resistance from the uh, England lower order batters, meaning those players generally recognized as tail-enders. The resistance resulted in a ninth-wicket partnership of 89 runs. But, of course, Mm -hmm. the Indian bowlers, in an attempt to dislodge these tough tail-enders, brought out the intimidation factors. Short pitch deliveries and bounces were employed, and to some extent, the intimidation was successful. Of course, during during India's second innings, the England bowlers decided to seek retribution and revenge. This resulted in very wayward bowling. England bowlers were concentrating on seeking revenge, thus allowing India to put runs on the board, setting up a sizable declaration for England victory mark. The Indian players during England's second innings was under strict orders from the Indian captain. No horseplay, no laughing, no interaction with the England players. This was strictly serious business. Siraj and Bumrah did their job, and England was bundled out for 120 runs. This was the same total at which Joe Root scored 35, and everybody else below Joe Root scored a lot less than 25. India won this match by 151 runs to take a 1-0 lead in the five-match series. And so, oddly, that is my inside edge for you today. And but, you know, yep. with all due respect to Audley, he just give us one of his picks. So yes. That could be yes, yes. in the future. You'll never know. He'll give you one in the future. <laughs> one pick in the future. But, but I just want to draw your attention to that match, though, Miss Dennis. That particular match in which Anderson was bowled by... by Comprehensively bold. I don't know if you saw it. The, the left hand, the, the opening ball for the, the, the second, first thing. I will. And that ball seemed to have gone through his back because there was no space between bat and pass. The only conclusion I can come that that ball went through his back, but it wasn't so. It seemed as if he curved around the bat and came back in and, 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 and dislodged the bail and the off stump. That was one of the best balls I've ever seen, to be honest. I've seen it on, on thing. I have to ask anybody if they saw the match. And to top it off, Anderson was still posing as if, well, he played a perfect defensive <laughs> shot. <laughs> so that's the best <laughs> that I could describe. I don't know if anybody else saw it that way, but I was amazed to see how, you know, that guy had a length. The length was good, the length was perfect, and Anderson played a perfect defensive stroke to me. And when he played, he must must have gone under his back, believe me. Because he played forward and maybe as soon as he lifted the bat up, the ball went through and just pulled it. But there was no space between bat and bat. And no way I could have seen it off stump until I hear rattles behind and the but the um, Indian starters salute and, and run for stumps. 
Well, it was the, 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 the famous death rattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It now, was the now the famous death rattle. Death rattle? Yeah. yeah the stumps, the stumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, death yeah. rattle, yes. Well, you know, Leon, I didn't see it, but I can think in terms of the perfect Yorker, right yeah. beneath the bat and Maybe bat. that's what happened. Maybe that's what you happened know, and underneath. It will, and for those of us who saw the crack Braithwaite out, we might think in terms of something like that for because he was just cleaned up by Shaheen of Pakistan with one which went right between bat pad and took the middle stump. It was a perfect delivery, but of course it was also a terrible, terrible defensive shot from uh, from Crackberry Sway. Yeah. It seemed as if he played across a little bit though. I, I thought so. I thought he played across. Because yes, what that ball swung and came. Yeah, he swung, swung. he played going he meant to play down the onside for a single. But you know, he should have played it. Down the line, if he played down the line, and obviously he probably would not have missed that. But that's the case. But did, did you guys think that the West Indies should have um, batted first? Anybody feel that way? I'll give you um, Well, I, I, I think we have the firepower uh, with young, young seals uh, on top of this game. And, and Kimar Roach, of course, he's always the one that is getting quick wickets, you know. Um, so I think, I, I don't know what, what the captain saw. Of course, I'm not there. But um, I, I think with um, the performance that they, they put on in, in the first test, one might have, you know, thought that the captain, with the firepower that we have at our disposal now, you know, would have, would have uh, put the, the... But at least I, 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 I think... I think he did the right thing. As a matter of fact, I'm, uh, I'm supporting him because with the um, firepower that w- that we have operating right now, and it seems to be doing good holder holders when bowling very accurate, putting some speed into it as well. Field, of course, there and holder, uh, not holder, um, Roach, and Azaru Joseph is back. I, I, I think they try to get the, the the best pitch with the fast bowlers. So I, I would go along with him. Um, I, I'm going to back him on that one. Okay. Leon, my take on this is that I think this was a, a, a defeatist attitude from the West Indian skipper. He won the toss and was too afraid to put his brittle batting to the test. The fact of the matter is the last test matches we saw how brittle the batting was from the West Indies. And following on to this particular match, we are also seeing that, uh, you know, there is still a lot to be desired if West Indies will, you know, is going to bring their test match performance up to spec. The thing about it is that England is also in that same type of, you know, slog because if Joe Root was not playing in the England side, I think that we would see some pretty ridiculous totals from, you know, from, from the England batters. Remember, Joe Root has scored over 600 runs in this test series against India, and the next two batters have scored 200-plus, 200 200-plus, 200 
and everybody else after that is just about breaking, you know, triple digits and below. So I think our skipper, West Indies skipper, the defeatist way out of this, and that is how I see it. Julia. To be fair, though, you took a chance. You got three wickets down before you can say over and over. Three wickets got before the Pakistani really made a dent. Made double figures. Three wickets for two runs. That was a perfect start. And he picked a side with a battery of fast bowlers. And obviously, they could not, they could not um, follow through with that perfect start from Roach and Fields. And Joseph did not bowl well at all. And of course, you have um, the other bowlers didn't look so good. I, I, I don't know if they picked the right side. I. I had had a feeling that 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 perhaps um, another batter should have been left out and bringing a spinner because um, Chase does not do too well. I felt Cornwall should have played, but the side is what you have to work on with. But um, with, with a good start like that, you can't ask for any, anything else. You got three wickets down before ten runs on the board, and the other bowlers could not. Penetrate, and they went on to score 302 for nine of them. To top it off, they had they declared you as well. So what's wrong? I don't one know. Thing, what, Go ahead. One thing. One thing to remember, Liam, is that Craig Braithwaite is well aware of Shaheen Afridi. He bowled like a well, I don't know trooper, but he bowled very, very well, very accurate, and he was very good when he tormented the West Indies in the first Test match. And, of course, he started it again in this particular series, uh, test match. But so I think Brathwaite had that in mind, too, that if he had gone in first with Shaheen Afridi coming on uh, on the first day, I think he was afraid that perhaps we would be, we meaning the West Indies, would be struggling. And I, I suspect that it didn't go far beyond his mind to think about Shaheen and the other Pakistani bowlers. Back to you. Well, well one more thought, though. I think that he has to learn that thing that he has to, he will be facing top-line bowlers in the, in the future. Why not? You're up one nil in the season. You never know. Go out and fight, fire with fire. Learn to defend your wickets and learn to make runs. On a, on a wicket that is not so pleasant for, for batting pace bowling. So he has to learn that sometimes you have to batting some bad wickets, sometimes you get a bad start, and sometimes you, you get a perfect start. Who to tell? He knows he didn't have a, the, the, um, the chase in his daughter. You go and say, I want 350 on this wicket. I'm going to bat myself out. If some good balls come and get me, so be it. But I would have batted, but he made the right. He made a decision that he feel was the best for the team, and he, he had a good start, but it wasn't easy to content, to uh, follow up. So, but anyway, folks, we are up on the time when we just say happy birthday to others and say hello to the, our friends who are celebrating some some great occasion. So why don't we just have a little spin and then we ask Audley come right in. And we sing.
We need a little volume here in the end. Thank you. Let me go back a little bit with the Jamaican woman demolishing the field over there in Doha. Or, or, yeah. and, and they did it on the great man's birthday, Usain Bolt's birthday yesterday. One, two, three again for the Jamaican woman. Great, 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 mm-hmm. great. And regrettably, we have just lost the third wicket, so um, uh, Raston Chase is out. And um, Alzara Joseph just walked into the wicket as they... I think the night night watchman. So three down. So okay, okay. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's the time of the evening when we take a look at the cricket fraternity and we say happy birthday, happy anniversary. It's time when you can call in as well. It's five one five six zero five ninety eight fifty five one five six zero five ninety eight fifty. Welcome to the Walter Henry. Birthday and anniversary hour. Okay, we start today with entertainer Beanie Man. Beanie Man out of Jamaica. He turns 48 years old today. Beanie Man. Yes. Um, cricket, Peter Taylor from Australia. He's 65 today. Bill Woodful. He left us a long time ago. Henry, make peace. He must be a peacemaker. Henry McBeast, he also played football for England. Uh, Kenneth Bam Bam Richards, out of Jamaica, born in Rollington Town. Um, he left us 1995. Rebecca Rolls, from New Zealand, turned 46 today. Katrina Bodakai, from Sri Lanka, 41 today. Austin Cordington. From Canada, 46 today, and Benjamin White from Ireland, 23 years old today. For tomorrow, Mr. Jason Patel. Yes, I think he'll be coming out of the 40s. <laughs> just coming out of the 40s today. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just playing around. But Mr. Jason Patel, yes, he'll be celebrating his birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday to you, Mr. Patel. I know he'll be coming. I think he'll be coming on later on in the program and Kobe Bryant would have been 43 years old come tomorrow Kobe Bryant yes would have been 43 years old sad Sidella Marley one of the Marley clan turned 54 years old tomorrow as well back to cricket Sid Buller umpire out of England Richard Ellingworth also from England Mark Butcher Cecil Sam Cook and Patrick Brown, all Englishmen. Terry Wemsley from New Zealand, 48. Richard Petrie 
54, and the hard-working George Worker. Your recording has reached the maximum tomorrow. length. To replay your message, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, um, we'll press 4. To send a fax, uh, press 6. Some to cancel this recording. message, press star. To send this message now, press pound Leon, or hang up. Can be muted. Okay, um, South Africa. To replay your South message, Africa, press 1. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery can you, can options, you, you re- press 4. Uh, con- to send a fax, can press 6. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. I'll just wait for the distraction to go away. Yes, go, go ahead. Oh, okay. To replay your message, okay. press 1. No, to delete and re-record now. your message, press ear. 3. For delivery options, press 4. To send a fax, press 6. To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or Before hang up. Are. Somebody, something is on. Your message has been sent. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. Okay, now I can go ahead. South Africa, Debbie Hughes and Debbie Hughes and Debbie Carr, two Debbies, and they are both for. They'll be celebrating their forty-fourth year tomorrow. Brittany Cooper from Trinidad and Tobago, the thirty-two female cricketer, of course, from Trinidad and Tobago, and we have. Savani Tu Nediu, a female cricketer out of India. She'll be 35 years old. For the 24th of August is 19... Anniversary, 1980. First floodlight match to be played in England at the Stamford Bridge. Of course, the home of Chelsea Football Club. And it was the West Indies versus Essex. Graham Good scored 111 in that one. And uh, in attendance was some 11,073 spectators. And Essex won the match on a faster run rate after rain affected play. Australia 10 Kendall and Wendy Switch from South Africa, Adrian Kuiper and um, Ronnie Grieveson. From Hong Kong, Jeremy Atkinson, 31. Stefan Kelly from Bermuda, 33. Poonan Yadav, female cricketer out of India, 30. Deepit Sharma, female cricketer from India also, 24 years old. Um, for the 25th, uh, Ken, Ken Shuttle, Sussex. He played in some... 423 consecutive games for Sussex without real, I mean like 423 from 1954 to 1969. Did not miss, did not miss a single match. That means he's an Ironman for cricket. Jim Smith and Arthur Wood also from England. Sakanda Bass from Pakistan, 64 years old. I remember when he was a young man when he visited Visited the West Indies then, uh, and then I was a young man too. <laughs> Shaheed Hamoum Habum is 59 years old. Javid Kadir, 45 years old. Sandeep Sharma from India, 52. Bikad Ranzan Razdan, also from India, also 52 years old. Uh, we have Anita Berger from South Africa, 54. 
John John Berry Berger from Namibia, 40 years old. Kuldeep Mendes from Sri Lanka, 69 years old. And we have Najal Santo from Bangladesh, 23 years old. For the 26th, um, I saw the sad anniversary night 2006. Sir Clyde Walcott left us. Um, that's on the 26th of August 2006. One of the sad anniversaries. James Harden, a uh, basketball player, he'll be celebrating birthday also. He was born back in 1989. Mr. Joe Solomon will be celebrating his 91st birthday. Yes, man that was involved in the runout when the first tight test, um, you know, between Australia and the West Indies back in 1961. Joe Solomon will be 91 years old. Tino, second best. Tino best will be 40 years old come the 26th as well. Arnold Futtigil from England, David Byers, John Lewis, Lane Bosom, and Rory Burns, all from England, will be celebrating on the 26th. Bill Hunt from Australia, Leslie Knightley from Australia also, Eric Davis from South Africa, Brett Schultz will be 51 years old. And uh, Leon's friend, Dr. Leroy Lashley, will yes, be indeed. celebrating also the 26th. Dear, happy birthday to you when they come, Doc. Dr. Leroy Lashley. Uh, for the 27th, Lisa Hanna out of Jamaica. She, she was a former Miss World. She won Miss World pageant in 1993. One of, one of four Jamaicans who have won the Miss World competition. She's 40. She will turn 46 years old. And I have a Ivel Lock. I'm not sure who the person is connected to, Ivel Lock, that will also be celebrated. Uh, Yolanda Adams got to sing. I've got a victory. Uh, Yolanda Adams, yes, 27, will turn 60 years old. The Don, Don Bradman also will be celebrating the anniversary of his birth. And the Big Mel, same Australia, along with Dame Hill, both will be 51 years old. And Alex Carey will be 30 years old. Ken Greaves, Mark Elton, Mark Elliott, Sarah Glenn, well, Mark Eliam will be 52 years old. Mark Elliott will be 51. Sarah Glenn will be 22 years old from England. John Morris from New Zealand, 74. Michael Manson, 47. And Kate Pufford will be 41 years old. Tony Howell from Barbados, 75 years old. Umpire, the late umpire, Ralph Gosseng. Out of Trinidad and Tobago. He left us in 1999. Tony Harris from South Africa. And we have Wayne James, wicket keeper out of Zimbabwe, turned 56 years old in one match back in 1995 96. Um, he, dis- he made 13 dismissals and made 99 in the first inning and 99 not out in the second inning. That's some remarkable figures. Pakistan, Mohammed Yusuf, he'll be 47 years old. Uh, Leon Virgil is, is trying. Uh, he's trying to get me. Yeah. I think he wanna, wanted to bring him in. Yeah. Uh, Susan Bray, Susan Bray, also 
two of them will be 54 years old. And there's Sonia Richards, or Anya Richards, Donna's grandniece will be celebrating a birthday. And uh, I'm not sure if it's Anya or Sonia. Um, little blurred here. So Donna will come and correct that um, a little later. Finally, for the 28th, Bears Hammond, out of Jamaica, reggae skipper singer, lover's rocker. He'll be turning 66 years old, believe it or not. And um, it will be the anniversary also of the March on Washington, by Doc, the famous speech by Dr. Martin Luther King, where over 2,000, over 200, uh, 200 over 200,000 people show, showed up. Right, um, big celebration. I guess that will be um, celebrated on the cricket show on Saturday because it, it, it's on Saturday. Dr. Martin Luther King March and Washington, 1963. So back to cricket. It's um, New Zealand: Tom McGibbon and Murray Parker, Lindell Hassett, and Roy Tucker from Australia. The Human Slingshot. All five. Eight inches of him, Lassit Malinga, will be turning 38 years old. Cyril Walters from England and Philip Salt will turn 25 years old on Saturday. Ravinda Shaw from Kenya will be 49. Jennifer Grove, female cricketer out of South Africa, will be 81 years old. And Mohammed Nasu Khan will be 21 years old from Pakistan. That's what I have here, sir. So Leon, back to you. Okay. Thank you so, so very much. Just want to say Leon, happy birthday. Leon, take, may I take a moment just to uh, welcome our guests, Jimmy Ankusaria and Gangaram Singh, who are both going to be our guests in the next segment of our show. I just yeah. wanted them to know if they're listening if they're listening, that we will get to them shortly. And uh, yes. do not be disturbed that we have not yet called on you, but we have some uh, bits and pieces that we need to get to first, and uh, they are next up in our next segment, both Jimmy and, Gang- and Gangaram Singh. Yes. We'll be with you shortly. Okay. okay Thank you for that. Okay, just to say, I want to just take time out to wish my, my friend, Dr. Leroy Lashley, happy birthday in advance. It's on Thursday, 26th. Great friend of mine since 1985. I never will ever forget these himself and his wife. They have made me happy more often than, than not. And just to thank all the wonderful people. Um, I thought Phil would have stayed on, but he has gone, left us. But thank all the wonderful people who made it possible for us to be here this week. We're going into our 12th year, and we just hope and pray that the folks will continue to help us along the way. We have some difficulties, but we have overcome them, and hopefully be able to carry on for a long, long time. How about you, Dennis? What say you? And Oh, let's welcome Virgil before we, we do anything else. Good evening to you, Virgil. How are you? Yeah, good evening to you, Mr. Francis. Good evening to all the panelists, and good evening to all the listeners all over the world. Okay, any birthdays? Any, any significant yeah, birthdays you want to share with us? Yeah, there is one special birthday. Um, this Marcelo Mason, who's in Jamaica, mm-hmm. he just celebrated his seventh birthday yesterday. And I think he's listening right now. So, Marcelo, I want to tell you a happy, happy, happy birthday. 
and I wish you many more to come and long, 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 long life living. Thank you very much what, and happy birthday, bro. What is the relationship of Marcelo to you or your... Is he a cousin? No, just a little friend of mine. Oh, okay. Right. Yes. Okay. He's seven years old. Yes. What about you, Dennis? Anything for you, Dennis? Uh, yes, my my uh, my brother-in-law, my brother, sorry, my brother, who is name is Stanley's up there in Canada. He has an anniversary coming up in two days' time. I wanted to shout out to him, wish him, uh, or wish them both happy anniversary. Okay, indeed. And um, oddly, I, I think I think I think I think Dennis, I think um, your brother wife has a name. Yes. Okay. We have now you're trying to put me on the spot there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Okay. Hey. Uh, hey. Hey. Can you can use my name? <laughs> but, but we have we have Donna on. We have Donna. We have Donna on. Folks, why don't you bring in here from Donna? Donna, be your on. Hello, Donna. Yes, you're on. Good night. Good night. Good evening, Donna. Good evening, Donna. Good evening to you. Something good evening. Good evening. Yes. To all the panelists over there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just have mm-hmm. one birthday this week. You're not my me. great niece. My great <laughs> niece, Tania. <laughs> will be celebrating on the 27th. All right. Ania, so, thank you. Thank you. Thank I will surface Ania or Sania. Uh, thank you. Ania. Ania. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. She'll be celebrating on right, Thursday, so the 27th. Friday, the 27th. Friday, Friday. All right. Yeah, and then my son's celebrating on the 30th. Right. Okay. Yeah. Audley, back over to you, Audley. That's all for me for today. Yes, thank you, Donna. All right, Donna. All right, Donna. Have a great week. Have a great week. Yes, sir. All right, um, maybe... Um, yeah, I'm going. Do your thing, may, Audley, may, and then may, I'll uh, are you are you two? Yes, I'm two. With your birthday? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, so yes. maybe maybe that's it. I don't know if Cardinal is on or Ivor is on. No, yeah. no, nobody else is on. Right, so so I'll just I'll just give them a shout out and good evening, guys. Um, maybe you can be on at this moment. So just a, just a shout out to you, gentlemen. Okay, so just before we go, as usual, just want to give a shout-out to our many listeners throughout the world, wherever you are. We just want to say hi, hey, hello. Nice to have you. I'm just content to tell other people about us. We are here each Sunday from 6 to 9, and Eastern Standard Time, of course. And for those who are just listening to the archives, you know, it, it, everything is in the archives, blogtalkrate.com slash the cricket show, of course. They just share it as we go along, and, um, and that's it. So this has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary mm-hmm. hour. Wanted to join us next week when, once again, 6.30, we'll be doing it all over again. Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, Leon. Yes, indeed. And let's give me a, time, a little time here to play a song for all those who are mm-hmm. celebrating birthdays and coming up. Mr. Patel. Especially to Mr. Patel, member Patel. Patel, yeah, yeah he's, so a, he's, he's a us. part of the school. Yes, indeed. We're going to... When he comes up, he's a busy man. He's 
traveling from New York all over the world. Doing their charity work. And we just want to say happy, happy birthday and happy birthday. you are lucky. Yeah, I already handed it over to you, Leon. Okay, good. Yep. Okay, well, we're going to turn it over to um, Dennis. And he has some special yep. guests to, uh, on the bus. Two. And why don't you tell us guests. a lot about Jimmy? And let me see yep. if, let me see if we brought them in. Yes. They are in now. So you can talk to them as if you were talking or Leo or myself. Jimmy okay. and... Well, Jimmy and Gangaram Singh, Dr. Gangaram Singh. Okay, Hello. gentlemen, good afternoon to you both, and so happy that you are able to take time to uh, join us this afternoon. We appreciate your time and your efforts. And before I uh, introduce you formally to the quote, I have two points to raise here. First, clarify the record, my brothers Edgerton Heath and his lovely wife Mandy they both hail out of Canada. Secondly, last week we mentioned the serious situation with New Zealand cricketer Chris Cairns, who was on life support and uh, facing major surgery. Well, today I'm happy to tell you that uh, he, Chris Cairns is off life support and recovering in hospital after emergency surgery in Sydney for that heart condition that we mentioned last week. And Chris is pleased to advise that uh, he has communicated with his family from his hospital bed 
And he wow. and his family are thankful for all the support and well wishes from everyone and for the privacy that they have been afforded. They request that this continues as they focus on his recovery. So happy Great. and Great good news that. there for mm-hmm. Chris Cairns and we wish him continued uh, you know, full recovery. So now, to my guest, I will first introduce uh, Jimmy Ankusara. Jimmy hails from Bangalore, India, and has been a resident of San Diego since 1983. He's an entrepreneur, professor, author, and philanthropist. Jimmy played first division cricket in Bangalore and later in the STCA, that's the Southern California Cricket Association League, until his mid-50s. He led his university team to the intercollegiate cricket title in 1975 and was fondly called Brearley after after England's legendary Mike Brearley, who was known for his strategic captaincy and then his batting. As a cricketer, Jimmy has opened the batting and he was an off-spinner. More than actually playing the game, Jimmy is perhaps known more for being the youngest ever to, to broadcast first-class cricket when he made his debut for All India Radio, covering cricket since the age of 19 years and two months. Jimmy is one of the owners co-owners of the San Diego Surf Riders of the Toyota Minor League and back in the broadcasting booth covering minor league games is his US is his passion. He also likes to bring cricket to kids across schools in the US and promoting the game in this country. And along with Doc, with uh, Jimmy, we have his teammate and fellow uh, Comrade Gangaram, Dr. Gangaram Singh. He's a dedicated cricket enthusiast who played, promoted the game and all his life. He is a Guyanese and comes from the same small fishing village as Colin Croft, Shivnarine Chandapal, and Kishore Prasad. At age 14, he was a founding member of the village cricket club and has held several executive positions, including treasurer and organizing secretary. Gangaram migrated to Canada when he was 19 years old. He continued with his cricket accident in Windsor and Toronto. He then relocated to Cleveland, where he represented the Cleveland Cricket Club almost 22 years ago. Dr. Gangaram Singh relocated to San Diego, where he promoted cricket in an entire ecosystem that we see today. Throughout his life, he played the game, work, trustworthiness, fairness, and honesty. Dr. Singh is also a dedicated academic, was dean of the Business San Diego State University, and is currently a provost of the national university system. So those are the this, the in, in, introduction to our two guests. And I will lead by asking, first of all, I'll put a, well, let's get a welcome from them in response before I yes, ask the first question. 
Jimmy? Well, thank you Jimmy? for that, Dennis. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. thank you for that introduction, and uh, delighted to be part of this show, and uh, look forward to a little chat with you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jimmy yes. or Gangaran? Gangaram is the one who talks uh, like a guy who's from Guyana and Jimmy talks like a guy from God knows where. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 well, my, my first, okay. are you going to go first, uh, you want to go first, uh, Benny? Well, I, yeah, let, let me uh, kick this off. But we didn't hear from Gangaram. Is he there? Yeah, yeah I there, can Gangaram? hear if you can, oh, oh. If, if you can hear me. Born in uh, yeah. Now, both to both of you, I, I, I again, welcome. But my first question for you is, I see that the San Diego surf riders are part of the Toyota minor league programs. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing for cricket, as, in my opinion. But I wanted to get your impression. What were your goals in the San Diego Surfers minor league draft procedure. How how did you approach the draft procedure for the minor league? I'll let G do that one. Yeah, no, I, I, I the draft what we did um, in this case is that we put first and foremost two of our co-owners who are who are excellent cricketers, uh, Rajinder Gai who played uh, for India and Ram Madabushi who played. Uh, college-level cricket in India and also uh, first division in southern Ontario, in southern uh, California. Um, what we wanted to do was to make sure we had a balanced team, and minor league has several conditions that they use uh, for for the draft system. Um, we wanted uh, uh, two things uh, we sort of hoped to achieve. One was that we had a good mix of talent, um, experience, and youth. And more importantly, we stressed that we wanted to be the team in minor league that was the most um, diverse in terms of nationality. And so we were able to accomplish um, that uh, with, with some effort. Uh, right now, the team has players from Australia, New Zealand, uh, the West Indies, India, um, Pakistan, and so we're we're very excited about where we are with regards to that. Thank you. Thank you. Anything to add, uh, Jimmy? Or you? No, I think uh, yeah, that? Well, yeah. What what Gangaram said was uh, was very correct. And uh, one of the other things, if I could add, is that uh, we stressed a lot that especially in the first season, maybe even the second, it's not all about winning. It's about putting together a franchise that's a community. That's always been our San Diego, um, I'd say, culture. You know, we, we always had people who want to play for San Diego uh, because we have such a f- fantastic uh, community. And I think that's, that's something we are seeing in our, in our team today. Leon? Okay, good. Uh, gentlemen, I'm Leon. I just have a question to you. Yeah. Um, Spelled backwards is Noel. So just for a little humor. <laughs> But nevertheless, my first question is, uh, have any of you gentlemen written a book on cricket or anything? Oh, that's more Gangaram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. G, tell them. Yeah, no, yeah, G, I'm, 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 I'm
I'm fortunate to actually um, uh, work with Bishan Singh Bedi uh, to put oh. uh, uh, to put a book together, um, and it's not out yet, but uh, but it's a it's a, a Tiger Pataudi actually uh, told us it's oh. a it's a it's a cricket book without any cricket in it, and so I, if you, <laughs> for, for those of you on the call who um, who are familiar with the legendary Bishan Singh Bedi, yes, he was yes, yes. He, he, he was and is an individual that uh, always, almost always, does the right thing uh, within human limits. He made some, as you all know, he made some bold decisions over the years, uh, whether it was the uh, Tony Gregg incident, the Vaseline affair, or you know the the, the dreaded uh, Jamaican test, uh, where right where yeah. the entire team was in the hospital. And I was so, at the Banner Park. Yes, that's correct, and and so you would understand that. And so he was a, a an individual who had this gift to make um, a very bold decisions, and many people over the years uh, tried to understand. You know why? Why? Why would he do that? And so, anyways, I had the the opportunity to sit down with with Bishan uh, over a month in at his home in India, and we're hopefully going to come out with the book uh, very soon. And it it has to do actually with the relationship between behavior, attitudes, and values. And mm-hmm. Bishan was an individual who knew what he wanted to do, and didn't really care so much about the outcomes of what happened, but he was going to do what he believed was the right thing. And he has done that all his life. And so I uh, joined with him and hopefully we will get this book out pretty, pretty soon uh, to a very large uh, uh, cricketing community, but beyond the cricket community too. Thank you. Just, just, a, just, a, just a follow up on the question about patient thing, Betty. What is he doing these days? He's, uh, he's in Delhi. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, of course, aging like all of us and, uh, mm-hmm. and just continuing to do uh, wonderful things. Um, he commentates and he trains youngsters and okay. he worships because he's a, a, a person of God. And so he's just uh, living, um, you know, a wonderful mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And my other question before we turn you over to other panelists is: Have you are you satisfied with your the performance of your team in the minor league so far? Uh, Jimmy, you want to take that one? Well, uh, uh, certainly we would have liked to be more on the winning winning side. Um, uh, we are currently uh, at uh, two and five. Uh, we went into last weekend at two and two. And they had a, a complete washout in the Bay Area where we lost all our three games and almost, um, you know, lost our captain for the season. He took a nasty one on the, on the um, Adam Zappel, quite honestly. And um, so it was not the best of weekends. But other than that, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's a team that, as I said earlier, you know, we're, we're building it. And um, there's a tremendous amount of talent. Um, clearly, you know, we don't have the stars that uh, some of the other teams particularly on the East Coast and um, uh, in the Bay Area, but um, I think we're holding our own. Uh, I, I would uh, offer that uh, we're clearly uh, one of the better teams in the Southern Cal area, and uh, it, it's still a relatively young tournament. So um, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I'm pretty pleased with the fact that uh, we're there. Uh, you know, the first um, games at home, we won one. And the second one, uh, uh, it was really unfortunate. Uh, we lost the second one. Uh, we couldn't defend 20 runs in the last over, which, uh, which of course, would always lead to the inevitable ifs, ands, or buts. But uh, you know we could have we could have uh, we could have been uh, three and four at this stage, you know. But that's what cricket is, right? A game of glory and mm-hmm. uncertainties, and uh, we were on the losing side, uh, thanks to some uh, unbelievable hitting by, uh, I guess, a fellow West Indian of yours, uh, Elmo Hutchinson, who cracked three sixes in that mm-hmm. last over. But yeah. um, yeah. but uh, Dennis was there, right? Dennis, you you were there at the game, and uh, I think all in all, cricket was the winner because that's what people want to see. They want to see. 2020 ending in some heroics, and um, and Elmo provided that. Yes, thank you. I, I saw that game. Okay. Um, can I have a follow-up to that question, Leo? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, to, to both of you, I, I've seen the matches played in the, uh, not the Bay Area, but the uh, Seattle area, where they were playing on uh, to be artificial turf, possibly with concrete beneath. It appears to me that for minor league to, you know, really take off cricket in this country, that we shouldn't be playing these matches on those type of wickets. What do you say? And I don't want you to be, you know, obviously you might have to be a little political in your answers, but uh, give us as best as you can whether or not you think that those type of surfaces should be used for these type of matches because we want to develop the game. Go ahead. Good. I think that's a solid question, um, Jimmy. If you don't mind, I, I'll take a. I'll take oh a no, it's absolutely you, G. This is your. This is your. Your territory. Yeah. No. I. I think um, the way what what minor league has done and major league is that they have provided for the first time in the history of this country uh, structure to play cricket at a high level. And you know we have to be very forgiving. Um, it is a startup, and we will learn and we will make uh, mistakes and we will see uh, facilities at, at very different levels. What I admire about what's happening is that whoever and whichever team is coming to the table right now, they're giving it their best effort. They're not, um, they're not just going through the motion. They're giving it their best effort. If you look just outside that field in Seattle, although the ground uh, was, was, was at that stage, uh, the organizing of it was, was, was very, very eloquent. I mean, outside there were tents and um, there was a lot of people coming out to watch the game. Uh, it reminds me, Dennis, of, you know, a technology or when you start up a business, you don't necessarily get everything right from day one, but you have to do it. If you don't do it and you wait for perfection or you wait until we get first-class facilities, turf wickets, uh, stadiums and so on, it'll never happen, right? And so what yeah. happened here is that I think this really pushed and it created a momentum uh, for everybody to now step up. Um, I don't know if you you would remember very clearly on this one, Dennis. Remember the days when in San Diego we used to play on a matin wicket, sometimes not a roller that we put, we made out of a cement drum. Um, and one of our, you know, Joel, Joel made that roller, 20-something years ago, we used to pull that thing, right, and, and, and roll the pitch and then put a mat on it. I even remember one time, you know, a team in L.A. described 
our math in because we, we, could, we couldn't afford a lot of stuff at that time. Uh, describe our math in as, um, you know, a beggar's uniform or beggar's clothing in Mogadishu. And, and that stuck with me. That was about, you know, almost 15 years ago. And we knew that we had to do something. And the same thing, I think what Minor League is doing today, uh, Dennis, is starting something big. And we're going to reflect back on this in, in 10, 20 years' time. So, you know, we started with a concrete wicket, one end in Seattle. Or we started with a, with a wicket in San Diego that was in a public park. Right, and we we built on that, and look where we are right now. You know, when we get eight major league stadium and and a bunch of international cricketers and a world class tournament, we're going to look back at these as necessary steps in developing cricket in the country. Thanks. Yeah, couldn't agree Thank with you. Uh, couldn't agree with you, Moji. This is um, this is one of those little baby steps that have to be taken. And uh, at this point, um, I'd rather look at what. Um, minor and major league are doing versus what they're not doing. Uh, they're doing an amazing job. I mean, right Pardon now, me? I'm, 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 on, I'm, on a, I'm on a radio show with you, and uh, on my phone, I'm watching the um, Golden State Grizzlies, 101 for four, and uh, mm. here I am. I mean, the fact that I'm watching via Willow TV, I'm watching a live game and talking to you at the same time. So I think we've got to give credit to these guys. They're doing an amazing job. Yes. Not taking anything away. Yes, I, I just want to. I just want to. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. I just want mm-hmm. to further support um, what, what you've said about the starting. I know that in doing whatever project, sometimes if you are to wait for the perfect um, situation to present itself, you'll never get started. So um, I, I think what you're doing there is actually the right thing. Right here in, in, in the U.S. Open in, in Florida. Um, it's, go, it's going on for, for 11 years, and we, we, we play some of the matches. Some of the matches are being played on, on, on not on the turf, but on the, on the mat, you know, on field one and field two. Okay, um, I heard you also mention that, um, when you mentioned first that you try to have a, a team that is more diverse, I, I, the first thing that came to mind, I said, well, in, in so doing, you're not going to be having um, maybe the best team, but then you also mentioned that um, you are not um, maybe just looking that just all about winning for the first or uh, maybe second season, but to really represent your community. And I think you should be commended for that. And when you said that, I said, okay, um, that answers my question. Um, the other thing is, um, are there spectators? And if uh, there are spectators coming in, are there any... Um, Americans, you know, I mean, non-expats, you know, being uh, has been coming out to to watch the cricket play. Yeah, actually, uh, that's that's something we're immensely proud of. Uh, uh, we we reached out to our San Diego community, and uh, yes, we did get uh, people from all the cricketing countries, uh, but also from the United States. In fact, uh, Gangram and I are on a mission. Uh, and I think we're both very, very dedicated to this mission of bringing cricket to San Diego in particular and America in general to the local population, to the Hispanic, to the African-American, to the Americans, not just the, um, you know, the uh, expats who have come from the various cricketing countries. And I think uh, if we have time, we'd like to chat with you about some of the amazing stuff that we've got uh, started and also in the pipeline to bring cricket to schools and 
bring up the youth because oh. it's youth cricket oh. that's going to make the difference in, in rebuilding mm-hmm. that cricket community for Americans, not, not necessarily for a bunch of people from the subcontinent and the, uh, the islands, you know. Yes. But, but you yes, know, Greg. To, to, to compliment what Jimmy said there, it's so true. And, 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 but we have to make a, uh, a conscious effort uh, to, to reach out because the easiest thing to do is to go after the lowest hanging uh, audience, right? The people uh, from, uh, from Southeast, from Asia, generally speaking, uh, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka. Um, the, you don't have to do too much uh, to get uh, that audience to come out and watch the game and support the game. And so that's really that, uh, the challenge. The challenge is, is, to, is to take the game out into the community and explain uh, to the community what it is that we're doing and also to integrate. And, and, and that requires a whole lot of steps, right? It, it requires um, explaining the game. It, it, it requires uh, reducing the cost of the game and so on and so forth. So Jimmy and I will talk a little bit later on about this initiative that we started in the school system here uh, to, do, to do exactly that, uh, to shift uh, the focus, uh, not, not to shift it away because we want the cricketing countries to continue to support, but we want to go that extra step uh, to include uh, an entire spectrum of hope. Thank you. Thank you. We have another gentleman uh, on our panel, Mr. Virgil. Virgil Francis, come on in, Virgil. Yeah, good, e- yeah, good evening to both of you. And I just want to say I'm happy and appreciate what you guys have been doing for cricket in the United States. My name is Virgil Francis, and I'm calling you from the beautiful city of Lauderdale. I know you guys are saying... Um, I know you guys were saying the, 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 what you go through for, like, what, what, what you have now, so you got to work on it to get up to, like, a stadium. I was lucky. I live in a city that for years we was playing and Martin and all this kind of stuff, and now we have a stadium here, which I'm just, like, five minutes, 15 minutes away from the stadium, yeah. which we was really appreciate when they build a stadium. My thing is, when you got, when, I know you guys want to push the cricket in school, but what I want to know, and every guest come on, I always explain my, myself in this way, because there's a lot of people in the world itself do not know the history of cricket, because people believe that cricket is not an American sport, but we also know that anywhere the British goes, cricket is played. Cricket is played here from the 1700s. Mm-hmm. So That's right. One of my statements to you guys, when you go out and introduce, especially American kids to cricket, you have to let them know this is their history because when we were building the stadium, we have that same problem. There was three guys inside there every day, when, before the stadium was built, was complaining about Caribbean people and cricket and cricket. And to be honest, one day I went there, I was nervous. I could not speak. I, give some, I, I, I get the history of cricket, and I give it to a lady to read because I was nervous. The next week I go back because they wanted to stop the, um, the, 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 the stadium that they were building. So the next day I get up and I go, and I explain myself. I say cricket is not a West Indian sport. 
cricket is the largest watch event in the world. It was established in the in United States from the 1700s. I said baseball came from cricket and rounders. The name of the president of the United States have, have right now, John Adams, who become the second president, said if leaders of the simple cricket game could be called president, there was no reason why the leaders of the new nation could not be called the same. And if you ask a lot of people where that name president come from, they would not be able to tell you of cricket. And the, the greatest achievement that the U.S. ever achieved, that's when they used to play four-day game, they beat the West Indies. I think the game done in one day. They make they, oh, the West Indies for the lead, I think it was 19 runs in British Guyana at the time, 1888. After that, they did not like nothing British after independence, most likely. So that's why they, use, they get baseball. They, they, they make a shorter version and call it baseball. So when you guys go out, and you're talking to these people, let them know. Because what happened at the same meeting at the stadium, when I read that the next week, the same guy that was criticizing Caribbean people and cricket, because you see more Caribbean people playing it, never said another word because you know what happened? He went home and he looked up his history and he was shocked to know cricket is part of his history that he did not know and he was trying to kill it. So we have to let these people know all this thing about the the, the history of cricket in the United States. And I think that would get a lot of people, especially the younger kids, more interested inside of it to know that it's part of their history. Because most of them believe it's a foreign sport. They don't know nothing about it. But we all know where it started. Yes. Very good. In the first international game yeah. play was in New York, yeah. 19, um, 1844. And that's what started up international cricket, 50 years yeah. before the Olympics. Virgil, thank you, uh, you know, for bringing that up because um, uh, last, you know, just a few days ago, I think it was on uh, last uh, Thursday, uh, I was for the first time uh, introducing cricket to a middle school right here in San Diego. And, uh, you know, I had 110 children uh, aged about 11 and 12. And I asked them about, you know, uh, which sport did they think was the uh, most watched sport, et cetera, et cetera. And then I said, do you know which was the first international cricket game between? And, uh, you know, they thought it would be England and things like that. And I said, no, the United States versus Canada was the first yes. ever international team, international game. So, yeah, thank you for, um, you know, endorsing that. And uh, absolutely right. Um, uh, people get very proud now when they realize that we were actually part of the founding, uh, you know, countries for cricket. So, um, so yeah, it's it's. Virgil, to bring that bit of history out here. Yes, thanks, Jimmy. Virgil, and what uh, the story that you just told—it's not. I, I, the, the facts are the facts. What I enjoy listening to you is the passion, and I think, um, you know, I could you know, on a radio show and, and listening to you uh, out there in in San Diego, and, and I could feel the passion for the game yeah. and for the community, and you know, we have to reinforce that in our own community. I, yes. I, I, I am still, I'm not disappointed, but I am uh, challenged by the, the loss of that incredible passion that I just heard from you. And so how do we instill that back again? I'll tell you right there, and Jimmy would back me up. You know, we used to have a thriving um, West Indian community playing cricket here in San Diego. And I, and I yes. think 
actually. Uh, Dennis can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm the only person right now from the West Indies who's playing cricket in San Diego. So we have uh, right in, 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 in the cricket playing communities, we need, Virgil, we need, we need that passion of yours back in our mm-hmm. community sort of uh, drive where, where we go with the sport. And, and thank you for, uh, for reigniting that in me, actually, because it made me feel good. Uh, the, the way you talk about the game. Very one question in one yes, question yes. in there before we get before we get Mackenzie up. Um, yes. to both of you, can you just give us a quick synopsis of how the San Diego Cricket Club came into existence? Well I guess um uh, uh, gee, do you do you have that uh, background because you came yeah. in a little bit later? Yeah, no, I I did, and so you know many many people have asked me that question over the years, Jimmy, and and I I can tell you the last twenty two years what happened. But, no, uh, I can I can go back I can go back a little longer. Than right, you. and so, if so you, Jimmy, if you want, I'm, you, happy to, I'm happy to right. help with that. So Jimmy, yeah. if you want to do that, then Jimmy, why don't you take us up to about you know the late. Uh, late, late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. So, in fact, uh, uh, my personal uh, engagement with the uh, San Diego Cricket Club was in the early 90s, and I was very disappointed because I understand that um, we, we had cricket here since the late uh, 80s. But the people who were responsible for bringing um, cricket to San Diego actually um, uh, were a, a few people I'll name. One was a guy named Shabda Roy. And I think Dennis, oh, you yeah. probably have met Shabda. God bless his soul. Yes, I remember and him. Another another person from the islands themselves was Charles, and uh, Charles, and uh, we had a lot of uh, West Indian, as uh, Gangaram was talking about, a lot of West Indians and a few uh, of the uh, Indian uh, guys out here. Uh, we started by playing at the University of California, San Diego, on what used to be called Chargers Field, beautiful ground on which the San Diego Chargers practiced during the off season. So uh, that's kind of when we started. And um, initially, uh, I mean, to, 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 I, I know Gangaram would be pretty disappointed that he's the only one from the islands here, but we had a phenomenal group of people. Uh, in fact, our captain was John Morton. Uh, this was all in the early nineties. And uh, we, we had people like, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Bailey, and uh, I'm sure, uh, Dennis, you know these people because you were the umpire uh, refusing to give LBWs. I'll never forgive you for that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but we, you know, we, we, we started attracting people uh, from the, uh, the community. And uh, it was only in the early 90s when UCSD actually threw uh, uh, a couple of professors, uh, John, uh, uh, what was John's last name? McMcSomething. Mc, uh, Mc, Mc Uh, McMillan, John McMillan and Nigel Calcutt, they started posting it on the UCSD. Um, You know, those were the early, early days when there wasn't even really the Internet. It was an internal messaging system of UCSD. And that's where people like Sanjit Menezes and myself uh, got involved. Uh, So so what we did was we built this team, uh, which was a phenomenal team. In fact, our pace attack was so fearful, you know, we had, we had four or five people. And, in fact, uh, you heard Rajendra Singhai. Uh, Raj used to play for India and was recognized uh, much faster than even Kapil Dev. He was really quick. 
and he was our number four bowler, believe it or not. You know, we had some phenomenal people like uh, Hopton, uh, Barrett, and uh, Benji, and uh, uh, Merrick, Muriel Merrick, a fantastic uh, bunch of people, really quick. So San Diego became known as this wonderful team because of our team spirit and things like that. But everyone, uh, forgive me, were uh, really scared to play us because of uh, the battery of fastballers. Uh, so in the 90s, we, we were just uh, uh, unstoppable in, in the, the uh, Southern Cal League. Uh, and then, of course, uh, I, I, I still am very disappointed that we started losing our West Indian, uh, let's say, uh, uh, teammates. You know, some of them we actually lost. They, they unfortunately passed away. But um, uh, they started moving on to different places, and, and I think then it didn't follow up. But uh, we had some really wonderful people, not just at the first division. I want to make sure you understand. It wasn't just the first division. We had at one stage, we had three teams playing, one in the first division, one in the second division, and one in the fourth division. And the fourth division actually had a lot more uh, from, uh, uh, I'd call it, uh, the England and Australia, New Zealand, and mostly English uh, guys, and it was more... Uh, how much you could drink versus how much you could score. You know, people were more interested in yeah, having more beers than the number of runs they put up. But it was a fantastic community. And then uh, towards the late 90s and early 2000s, our people like Angaram got involved and they've taken the, the club to a, not only a huge membership, but uh, a pretty good grade of cricket as well. So, uh, so we've had a fantastic history. I put us at about you know, a little bit more than 30 years. Uh, so, uh, so it's been it's been fabulous to be part of this community. Here we have a bit of interference here. With... They, yeah, there's a noise in the background. No, no, yes, no. I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah, no, it's all right. And Dennis, I'll pick up. I'll pick up from where where Jimmy left off there. So this is about I came I came as an assistant professor actually at San Diego uh, State and. Um, you know, got involved with the cricket scene at that stage. And, and we had to, uh, again, we had to, um, we were visitors at the UCSC campus. Uh, the ground was, you know, we either get it or we didn't get it. And there was more pressure on the university to use those facilities for different reasons. And so we had to secure a ground if we were going to play cricket. And so we, we moved out into Penasquitos at that time. And we set... Um, you know, we set some simple targets for ourselves. Uh, and over the years, we implemented it. We sort of did what we could do right away. And then we took on the more challenging task as we, as we matured as a club. But, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do was obviously get a turf wicket. Um, we wanted uh, to get an umpiring structure. We wanted to make sure that, as Jimmy said, we had um, competition at every different level. And we wanted to make sure that we had, a, you know, equipment for the field, rollers, um, you know, things, uh, nets. Um, and then we, we, we wanted a place where we could practice during the week. And so then we, we talked to the Gudwara, which is a Sikh temple. They allowed us to build two nets behind there. And that was an important and critical step because we had a home there. We had a home, a place that we could go, congregate, uh, bring people um, start the youth program um, and, and then grow. We, we started, our youth program actually started at the YMCA uh, about around that time. We used to run, you know, a, a short clinic, 
uh, people would walk in and, and we had a variety of folks who participated at that stage. Then we had a formal um, youth program within San Diego Cricket Club. Uh, proud to say, though, today those things have all um, started to come together and we now have uh, cricket at the youth level. We have uh, an under-14 team that is competing in Southern California Cricket Association. We have an under-17 team that is competing in Southern California Cricket Association. We have a Division II team that is competing in Southern California Cricket Association. We have a Division I team that is competing in Southern California. We have a minor league team now, which is a professional uh, team. So we have, and, and locally in San Diego, we have over 24 uh, clubs playing cricket now across the city. And so we have seen, as Jimmy said, the days when we used to have seven and eight players on the campus at UCSD, we now have thousands of uh, players and their families uh, playing cricket on an active level in San Diego. So it is a, an example of how you can grow a very small program into an entire ecosystem, uh, you know, and, and, and enjoy it all along the way. And uh, Gangaram, you also uh, could mention, we could mention here that uh, we've, we've even expanded our, um, our youth program and we've now got about 12 girls who have joined us and we hope that will, join, that will expand as well. So uh, we're really reaching out uh, and uh, it's, it's so fabulous to watch the support we get from the parents. They've been absolutely outstanding. Dennis, we have Mr. McKenzie. He hails from Texas. Mr. McKenzie, any question for the guest, our guest, Jimmy, and uh, Mr. Singh? Mr. McKenzie's, Mr. McKenzie's muted, I think. I think he is? Let me see. Yes. Okay. Well, I think we had some noise from his end. Okay. Mr. McKenzie, you're in. Uh, I was just wondering, how is the local okay. media covering your activities over there? Your, your, your radio, your press, your whatever you are. TV and so forth. Are they giving you any press time? Uh, we did. We did. We had the coverage from KUSI. They came out and covered. But they, they took a. They, the story there was a youngster who had who had grown up in San Diego and is now a member of our professional team, the Surfriders. So the the story was most was about this this uh, individual who made it. Um, but but yes. Um, we are attracting some attention right now, and we will continue to. Um, one of the things, Mackenzie, that, that I've always been a, a stickler for is, you know, not to ask for place like the media and so on and so forth. We're not fully uh, prepared to go big, right? And so this is a year, uh, Jimmy has said earlier, where we're building, um, and that is part of the, the strategy how do we integrate the media in a meaningful way when we're ready? Because sometimes, you know, you go out and you speak too loudly and you're not ready for that sort of attention mm-hmm. um, and, and, and it falls, right? And so we just have to make sure that the entire, we have all the pieces together and before we bring in that, because you get one shot, I think, especially when you're dealing with media folks. You get one shot at it, and, and, but we have also engaged uh, through Jimmy, we have engaged uh, a broadcaster out of um, UCLA uh, who is also interested. So, Jimmy, you want to talk a little bit about Josh? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, this is, this is what we really want. Uh, Americans who 
are professionals and uh, Josh Lewin, who's, uh, you know, someone who contacted me, he's been the voice of UCLA, but he's broadcasted um, Major League uh, Baseball, Major League, um, you know, uh, football and uh, basketball, hockey. So he's been the voice of, um, you know, uh, the Red Sox, for example, and he's very excited. So he was, he's promised us that uh, once we get this thing cracking, he would like to join me in the box and, um, and uh, start reaching out as an American, telling mm-hmm. people uh, why they should be watching cricket instead of baseball. <laughs> I hope he doesn't okay. get thrown out of the baseball world. But, um, but no, I think uh, we will have a great opportunity once we start bringing in, as I said, American sportsmen, American fans, and American broadcasters. And hopefully then comes the American media, which then brings uh, – American dollars to support us, but um, mm-hmm. right now we're not we're not chasing the money at this stage. Many no, teams, no, no. fortunately, try the, to chase money. What is the level of your empowering over there? You seem to have a lot of cricket being played. How are you with umpires? Sorry, I missed the last part. What was that? I was asking, you seem to have a lot of cricket being played over there. I was asking about the your level. The level of umpiring. What is that like? Well, uh, you've got to ask Dennis, Dennis that? that, right? Dennis, <laughs> yeah. I, I have an update. I have a, an yeah. update for Mackenzie. For yeah. the entire period I've been living in this country, I've been the number one umpire for the area in Southern California and, in particular, mm-hmm. the San Diego region. So I was always on duty. Uh, for many of the weekends, Saturday that's, and Sunday. That's where we met, right? Yes, that's where we met in Southern California, my friend. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So, as a result. Anyway, I have a, follow, a question for both Jimmy and uh, yes. Ganga. And there's much talk now of cricket in the Olympics. First of all, what are your views on cricket in the Olympics? And secondly, there's discussion as to which format should be the accepted format. What do you gentlemen think about cricket in the Olympic and which format they should play in the Olympic? I would think the T20. No, the 10 over match could be, but, but I think the T20 gives them more insight. Mackenzie, Mackenzie, thank you. But the question is directed at our guests. I'm asking okay, for their opinion. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Sorry, Mike. Well, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Dennis, uh, we all wish that uh, it would be the 2028 Olympics. One, uh, because we want to see cricket in the Olympics. It's the second most watched game in the world after soccer. So uh, certainly from a television point of view, uh, it would be in the interest of um, you know, people to have cricket in the Olympics. Uh, the 2020 format uh, at this stage, I mean, if it's T10, uh, you know, that's another topic, but uh, clearly you're not going to have, uh, you know, one-day internationals and things like that on such a short uh, period. Uh, so that that would be the, the thing. But I think uh, uh, cricket does have a pretty good shot at the 2028 Olympics and uh, nothing better than that particular, not 2032, because 2028 is right here in Los Angeles. And uh, for for us, it would be the greatest, uh, uh, you know, uh, injection of enthusiasm if we can get the American people watching cricket played in their own country. Uh, 
And I think Major League will be pushing very hard along with the ICC for that. Um, uh, G, any thoughts on which form yeah, no, of the game? It's a very, it's a, it's a good question, I think. And let, let me emphasize, in addition to the Olympics, of course, cricket should be in the Olympics. There's no doubt about it. I'll get mm-hmm. to the format in a little bit. But, but the other thing that is equally important is to get uh, cricket into the NCAA uh, system. And that is yes. the college system. Because mm-hmm. it begins, uh, if you look at American football and American uh, baseball, and, and most uh, sports that end up going at the highest level, it's true, the college system. Shot put, yes. uh, athletics, uh, the majority of um, of sports come through uh, um, the, the college system. And, and you can, uh, of course, you can uh, be in any sector in, 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 in society and be a, a spokesperson, but it provides a structure, I think. And cricket will, um, well, what is happening right now in the United States is that you have a lot of good young cricketers and around the age of about 18 or so, they drop out of cricket. And that's the age that they go through to college. And so what happened is that they, they, there's this belief that they can't balance the two. They can't balance cricket and school. And so I, I can get, tell you uh, tens, even at hundreds, of cricketers who I can identify in this area. But that needs to be also up there, um, Dennis. But coming to the Olympic and rich format, I, 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 most people, as Mackenzie said, and I think I'm, I'll be in the minority in this group, I think it should be a minimum of one day. And, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because cricket is a very skillful game. Cricket is not a game of chance, right? And right. the T20 format has introduced a lot of chance in the, in the sports, right? And it gives, it doesn't allow enough time for a skillful athlete to practice his or her art, right? And, and, and uh, you know, that's something that I've, uh, yes, T20 is entertaining. Yes, T20 is going to attract the American audience. Yes, T20 has all the blings and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, the, the day it doesn't allow skillful cricketers to be on, a, on an equal playing field and display how good they are at what they do, right, from a sports perspective. So, so I would say um, give each country a chance uh, to display the hard work that they have put into cricket in terms of preparing for the Olympics. But I know, I know I am a minority view on this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, just to follow up, how, how, how would you go through the process of uh, eliminating? Would you want to teams at the end? Two teams okay. at the end or four teams? And would you think that it would be played in the day or in the night? If it were one day, uh, it depends on where it plays. So when you in in these cricketing countries right now, you have um, the really first class uh, stadiums, and you also have um, the ability to control conditions to a large degree. You can cover the pitch the night before. You can mm-hmm. actually um, do the day night sort of stuff. If the Olympics, if cricket is in the Olympics and, and it's in L.A., um, you, they're going to have to distribute the games across the country, I think, right? right? And more importantly, they're going to have to have some of the elimination across regions and so on and so forth. 
But at the end of the day, when it comes to the United States, and if we're going to play those games in the United States, it puts very few uh, facilities um, up up there. The one in Fort Lauderdale that we heard about earlier, the one in Prairie. <laughs> oh, um, can, can I interrupt? One second. Can I interrupt? Sure. Please, it is not. You're, you're giving the wrong city credit. It is not Fort Lauderdale. It is Lauderhill. Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, boy. Yeah, my bad. Sorry about that. Yeah, and, so, and, and in L.A., but, but what could end up happening like then is that you have places like San Diego, Bakersfield, and so on and so forth that will have pretty good facilities. The Bay Area by then will have pretty good facilities too. So, um, you, you, you can have a, a very competitive, and in terms of elimination, um, you know, the, the World Cup uh, version is one, one route, right, with the associate nations, uh, that's one route, but, uh, but it's going to be interesting, because I always, uh, somebody asked me about the West Indies, <laughs> in fact, my son asked me the other day, he said, so would Guyana be in the Olympics? And I said, yeah. well, I don't know, West Indies can't compete as one country so who knows yeah. right what will happen do they compete in the caribbean and then in the west indies and then whoever wins they get advanced they're going to have to figure out that structure i think yeah interesting yeah well, well, well barbados is sending well the west indies are sending barbados lady lady <laughs> to, to the commonwealth uh, games right <laughs> yeah yeah so, and then there's the next we, question: we, we is, have, is it is it going to be yeah. only a men's game, or is it going to be men yeah. and women? You okay, know, I mean, if you have hockey as a soccer as a men and women, so what about the women? So uh, I think we yes, have to indeed. consider that as well. Gentlemen, okay. permit me to bring in Simon O'Brien. He is one of our foundation member of this cricket show. Simon, he hails from Montserrat and he plays a little cricket with Middlesex junior team. Simon, we have two wonderful And a hello, good evening Simon. to you gentlemen and ladies. Good, good evening. Give me hello, two minutes to Leon, Dennis, Cardinal, Audley, Virgil, Mr. Patel, Jetner, Ivor, Henry, Mr. Mackenzie, all of faithful listeners all over the world. I've heard two speakers I haven't heard before. I'd like to be introduced to them to let us know yes. who those speakers are, yes. and then we continue from there. I'm Simon O'Brien. Born in the island of Montserrat, Caribbean, went to England as a teenager to be educated, and played for a club in Middlesex, England. Yes. Could you, you have a question, though, Simon, and we'll just let him wrap it. Do you have a question in the meantime, anything that you have on your mind? We have two guests out of uh, San Diego. One is Jimmy, and the other one is Dan Duran. He was born in um, Diana. And they are um, members of San Diego Chargers or Surf No, no, <laughs> Surf Riders. It's the Surf Riders. Surf Riders, surf right. And they're playing in the minor okay. leagues now in the USA. Any question for Very good. Thank you so much. Mm. Okay. Any questions? Um, J- no. Leon, I'll take it again with another one if uh, Simon yes, did not yes. question. I, I, I had a couple more when you had to Okay. Go ahead. Uh, my next question is back to the, um, the the minor leagues. How many teams from this region that your team is involved in 
is likely to earn a spot in the next round. And what is the farthest distance the surf riders will travel during the these opening rounds of the uh, the matches? Is it just from San Diego to San Francisco, or do you travel elsewhere? No, I, I we have our games. Um, we play in the Pacific uh, Division, and mm-hmm. uh, we have seven teams: uh, Seattle, one, three in the Bay Area, and three in Southern California. Uh, two of those uh, will will advance. The top two will advance. Um, the okay. farthest will travel is actually Houston. So we have um, one out of league uh, game, but the rest are, are within um, our our division. So we travel. We went up to Seattle. We go to the Bay Area twice. We go to LA, and then we play a couple of games in San Diego, and then our away game will be in in Houston. Jimmy, did I get that right? Yeah, you you, you sure did, and. Uh... You know, uh, right now, uh, you know, it's it's impossible, uh, Dennis, to think about who's going to advance. But uh, clearly, the three Bay Area teams seem to be uh, uh, leading the charge right now because they've been destroying everyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know, uh, again, it's 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 a question, and someday you know, we'll figure all this out. It's a question of uh, you know how many professionals you have on your team. Um, and as I said earlier in the in the conversation here, uh, we decided that this year we will just focus on team building and, and not really go paying big bucks for professionals. Okay. Um, what are the ground responsibilities where, where you guys are located? I mean, I know it's a public park, but what are the responsibilities you have as a cricket club for the ground and how much help do you get from from the uh, local authorities, and tell us about the challenges you both face in running not just three division teams and a minor league team and thinking about a major league team. What, what are the challenges? I think that's definitely a, a Gangaram question since uh, he's been mm-hmm. very instrumental with the grounds. So, yeah, very good question. Um, and, and as you're asking that question, my hair is turning gray because of all the all the issues that we have to deal with over here. But no, very. The city has been actually very uh, cooperative, and, and at the beginning it was challenging to get the city feel. But once we were in, um, I I give uh, full credit uh, to the community, the baseball community, the soccer community, the softball community. They they really embrace. A cricket, and uh, let me just give you an example, right? And you're all cricketers, so you know the sanctity of the pitch, right? And and you can't have people running on it, especially soccer players, right? They they really they really tear up the pitch, right? And I I, I was I was pleasantly surprised when this, when we put in a, a turf wicket, um, which we paid you know pretty close to fifteen thousand dollars. We had to ship the clay in from Sacramento and use an ICC curator to sort of get it up to where we needed to get it to a lot of investment. And, 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 and I watched uh, or I'm watching uh, soccer wouldn't step on it, right? They wouldn't sit on it. And, and they drew the line um, just to make sure that they don't, um, they don't, they don't go on the pitch. So very, very good collaboration, but it is a city um, facility and we have to play multiple sports on it. Uh, we sit on a recreation council, and the recreation council has a sports council, 
And so we meet and we talk about um, which days we'll use the field. The good thing about it is that that field is now totally dedicated to cricket every Sunday throughout the year, which is a tremendous um, uh, gift from the, from the city to us. In terms of preparing the wicket, the wicket gets cut every Friday by the city. Um, they hold the entire field and they vacuum the, the grass or whatever it is that they do to get it out. And then we have a curator in San Diego, a fellow West Indian, who, uh, who treats the pitch as his, his child <laughs> and, and uh, takes care of it. Yeah, uh, with a lot of passion. And so we bought a, we bought a, a, a one-ton roller. Um, mm-hmm. We have the watering system set up. And we have volunteers uh, who go and water it during the week uh, because we are in a San Diego doesn't get rain, and so we have okay. to water it at least four times a week. Uh, the, the young, the youngsters, the youth team, they go out to and help to water it. So we have a schedule, and um, and we have Wayne, Wayne Copeland is his name, Trinidadian guy who puts in a tremendous amount of effort in terms of preparing the wicket on on a weekly basis. So that. That's the dedication that we have. And you have people like Dennis who have umpired the game for years and years for and years. Free. For free. That they were doing. Yeah? <laughs> we don't, without any compensation. But, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a tremendous amount of effort. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even think about, you know, the compensation in these It's just getting up and getting out and doing something for the sport. And mm-hmm. not looking back. That's sport. what I like. And, you know, I've been the I've been involved with cricket, uh, the president of San Diego Cricket Club for almost 22 years now. And what keeps me coming back is people like this, right? They, you want to see, when, when people come out and give of themselves, it provides the motivation for us to, to sort of continue. And, and, and it's growing, and it's going to get better and better and better. Question for both of you. How, uh, how involved are the ladies? And- do you foresee ladies being involved with the minor leagues in, in, in teams? Wow, that's yeah. a that's that's a good one. I I think uh, uh, we have to be realistic in terms of minor league. Uh, I would mm-hmm. hope that uh, they have this in their uh, you know in their sites because uh, you know uh, that's fifty percent of the population, right? Of any city or any country is is uh, women. So we definitely want to see that. Uh, I think we have to give minor league and major league a chance to get the men's stuff going. It's a challenge mm-hmm. in itself, but um, shouldn't be that long, particularly if uh, we have, you know, youth cricket opening up to boys and girls. And once that happens, it's just going to be a matter of time before you have an under 19 women's tournament and then, you know, uh, uh, a minor league. So I think we've got to give them, give them time. Uh, in terms of ladies, uh, I'm not sure if the question was only about cricketers, but mm. I can tell you in San Diego, our community, mm. the women have been unbelievable. I mean, we've got moms. Uh, if you've got soccer moms, you yes. certainly have cricket yes. moms. Yes. And uh, they, they, they are unbelievable in helping us. Uh, I quite honestly cannot imagine what youth cricket would be in San Diego without the help of the moms who organize things. They, they are constantly, uh, you know, uh, taking on responsibilities that uh, if it weren't for them, uh, I can't see uh, our youth cricket program being where it is today. And um, uh, I'll let Gangaram add his part as well. Uh, no, I, I definitely, we should aspire. And I think, you know, that's why we're proud that of the 12 
uh, girls who are who have joined uh, our youth program. But but I, I think it, for this uh, audience, especially for my West Indian friends and this audience, mm-hmm. uh, you have to understand the way cricket is, is set up in the United States to understand whether um, women's cricket will take off or not. So the what minor league is is um, run by a company called ACE, the American Cricket Enterprise, and it's a private establishment uh, that is yeah that that is uh, that works closely with the United USA Cricket, uh, which is the national body. So it's like uh, CWI, right? Yeah. And so yeah. they the USA Cricket uh, is responsible for the promotion of cricket across the nation. ACE, on the other hand. Um, well, uh, has agreed to help um, spread uh, the, the T20 version of the game. And so I want to also take this opportunity to say that what ACE has done is actually uh, put a little bit of momentum behind USA cricket. And, and recently, uh, we saw the women's tournament in the United States that was a, an incredible success. And my hats off to USA cricket for pulling that part uh, of the game. And, and so I think the beauty about what minor league is doing and eventually major league, because in 2023, we're going to have a major league cricket tournament in the United States. Okay. Uh, then um, that, what that is doing is it's fueling the growth of cricket in every single way. You know, even the first division teams now are getting better because they have this infusion of cricketers. So they, they, it's building and a combination of USA cricket, uh, my, major league cricket, minor league cricket, club cricket will, will provide the, the momentum that we need for both men and women's cricket. Yes, Audley? Yes. Um, <laughs> let me ask a question. You just mentioned something about um, having a major league 2023. Will it be a system where, um, just like the English soccer, most you know, other soccer tournaments, you're going to have um, promotion and demotion once that is established? Um, you have a team from the minor league will be going up, or is it that a part of the minor league team will be forming this major league team? Um, uh, yeah, I, good, good, very good question, I think. And I, I am not going to claim to understand the entire structure, but... I think the, the major league will be these franchises across the nation. Okay. Uh, probably the um, the big markets will will uh, will get these teams. I, I know because it was announced in 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 the media. Um, LA is the only team that I'm familiar with. So LA was purchased mm-hmm. by Shahrukh Khan, who is the mm-hmm. owner of the Calcutta Knight Riders and the Trinidad and Tobago Knight Riders. So. Um, that's the, the team that, that I know about, but there will be others across the, the nation. Um, I, I'm hoping that uh, what, you're, what, you're, what you're aspiring for there uh, of a promotion, the motion system of some sort, that that will be filtered into. But, uh, but whatever it is, whatever form it takes, it is big cricket coming to the United States. That's, that's great news, man. That's great news. Right. And I think okay. it's just a matter of time before the big money. See, the thing, unfortunately, yeah. with cricket is uh, you've got passion that uh, fires things up, but it's big money that takes it off, you know. Uh, so right. uh, it's, uh, it's big money. And I think once the U.S. Uh, sports marketing companies see the potential of cricket, 
uh, then you're going to see it, particularly as uh, Gangra mentioned, and I'd like to go back to it, um, even before minor league and major league uh, get to levels. Major league obviously will bring in a lot of money, but uh, it's NCAA type um, that's going to going to really uh, bring big money because, um, uh, you know, universities, as you know, in the United States are quite different from anywhere in the world uh, because the amount of money that goes into uh, college uh, football, college uh, basketball, etc. Uh, if you if you see cricket beginning to fire up at NCAA level uh, uh, to the sports broad, to the sports marketing people, this would be uh, really cheap if I could use that term because they're going to get in very very early and very inexpensively. So I think there'll be a lot of eyes on cricket once we once we start monetizing. Wonderful. And gentlemen, just want to remind you, just want to let you gentlemen know and the rest of the audience, we are inside the Lawrence Yagaro hour from 8 to 9 is the Lawrence Yagaro hour here on the Cricket Show. And, yes, Leah. And we have two we have two guests, Jimmy, can't pronounce the last name. And of course, we do have Mr. Gangaran Singh out of Guyana. Gentlemen, we have online with us one of our famous members of the member of the panel, Mr. Jatin Patel. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him or m- might have heard the name. Welcome, Mr. Patel. Jimmy? Yes, good evening, everybody. Hi, Jatin. Okay. No yeah, I was, late. The I was late because I was coming out of that minor league game and I'm driving. So I said, let me say hello to everybody. And uh, yes, let's be hanging for maybe about half hour. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us. Of course, us. We, announce you, course we announce you and play music yeah, for your happy birthday, birthday tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. can, I, can I just add something yeah. there, Mr. Francis? Go ahead, I, I, pers- I personally want to say thanks to the, the, the continent of Asian, Asia, Members, country like India, um, Sri Lanka, all, all those countries over there. Because if you, even if it, if it wasn't for those countries, cricket would be dying inside this country. Because even though dead. we have the state, yeah, even though we have the stadium down here, we the Caribbean people really push for it. But I'm telling you something: when we have cricket down here, remember the CPL, Diana playing against. Trinidad, all the Guyanese and Trinidad comes out. When Guyana play against Jamaica, the Trinidad don't come out to watch it. And when Trinidad playing against Jamaica, the Guyanese don't come out to watch it. And for me, I go to all of the game because I love cricket, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a shame to see the CPL was here. Now we can't get no more game because, like, we don't have no attendance. You see, when India and, and the West Indies played here, which I get to go one game, which it was too expensive. I mean, you're out in the sun and the cheapest ticket was $100. But I can guarantee 99% of the people that was here watching the game was Indian. They come from all over just to watch the game. And the other thing too, all those cricket and minor league and whatever you have, and even in school, most of the kids and the women especially that playing cricket is the Asian um, community in the Pakistan and, and, and all those, because what happened? You see, modern father, they push the cricket, want to play cricket, they push the kid. You see, we from the Caribbean, we don't do that. I have, like I told my son, I have three sons. 
I said, man, I always wish I would have come for one end of you guys because I go to play cricket, and you know something? The other half, the mother, would not want them to go and play the cricket because, oh, in America, they learn basketball. And believe you, that hurt inside of me not having my cricket, my, my kids and them learn the game. We Caribbean people do not do that. We're telling our kids, oh, go play basketball, go play, don't play cricket. So we, me, myself, I want to, like, Thank you guys for what you're doing because if it wasn't for you guys, we would have no cricket would not reach nowhere here. Not for the Caribbean because we the Caribbean people we just talk we don't do nothing else. Most likely you have a one a one and two few will you know put the kids out there, but majority like ninety percent would not have the kids playing cricket here. So for you guys, I just want to thank you guys so much so we can have good cricket in this country. Well said. Dennis? Okay, yes. Um, uh, I, you know, earlier, Jimmy and um, Ganga mentioned that they were, had some items they were uh, building on and they wanted to share with us. I'm wondering if they have already done the sharing or do they require a few minutes to, you know, give us what they promised. No, I, I, um, uh, Dennis, I think we've done, uh, but thank you so much for having us on, mm-hmm. on the show. It was a, a pleasure, actually, to discuss with such passion, uh, passionate people participating. Um, you know, we, we, we just, well, the one thing that we wanted to talk about was the, the growth of youth cricket. And I think Jatin is actually a, quite a good guest for that because mm-hmm. I've been following mm-hmm. his work uh, for a long time. Uh, Jatin Patel, and, and so he is uh, in a good position to explain what needs to be done in this country to promote youth cricket. So that's it. I, I, I don't, Jimmy, you have any last minute thoughts? Yeah, well, no, but we, we have some more questions for you. No, Jimmy. I think, uh, mm. okay. Yes, yes. I, w- I, okay. I was very concerned about um, the funding, funding for yeah. your club. How do you get it funding? Are you your members pay dues or are you getting any, anything from right. me? Uh, Jimmy, are you still on? Yeah, I... I Do you I, want to take that one? one well, in terms of funding, there's two things. Uh, you know, one is the funding for the club, the San Diego Cricket Club, and the other yes. is, of course, the funding of the San Diego Surfriders. You got it. Oh, right. So let okay. me take let me take the San Diego Cricket Club one, and then I'll turn over the um, the, 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 the to to, uh, to Jimmy for surprises. Uh, sure. San Diego Cricket Club is a membership club. Um, we try our best to keep it to about three hundred and fifty dollars a year uh, per season, mm-hmm. and we have some support from the community. But one of the things that we we have done to reduce the cost of cricket to cricketers is that um, we created what is called a patron member um, uh, section. And so it's uh, uh, a 10 at $1,000 a year. And so those are diehards who have supported the clubs over at Jimmy is a uh, patron member, you know, and, and so on. So we have, we have 10 uh, patron members and then we have um, individuals who, who pay a membership due. Um, we were able to, to get um, the the umpiring, the the food, um, the league fees, and everything a budget there, and we then make sure that we back out the patron members any sponsorship and what's left over. What's left over, we we allocate that to the um, to the membership, and so we've been able to promote cricket at a very low 
uh, cost uh, to to players who want to play. Jimmy, yeah, on the on the surf riders, remember, you know, this is not a club; it's a franchise. So um, franchise. Uh, we have to pay our players. We've got a lot of travel expenses for the club. Exactly. It's pretty much driving up and down to Los Angeles. Nobody gets paid. Nobody even gets. Uh, uh, to reimburse themselves for the travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our budget for the surf riders is around $100,000. So for us, it's all wow. about getting sponsorships. And uh, yes. this year, you know, we're finding it a little difficult. So uh, some of the, uh, you know, owners have had to throw in uh, a little bit more. But we're hoping that, you know, we'll build this community, we'll get a lot of publicity, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to get more um, uh, sponsors to jump in when they see the op- opportunity that um, – lies ahead for minor league cricket, particularly sponsoring and uh, supporting uh, a San Diego team. So, I, I mean, I do want to give a shout out, you know, to some of our sponsors, um, particularly our Go right ahead. sponsor, Westpac. Go right ahead. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. As I said, you know, I mean, we, we've, we've just got a very, very few Westpac being one of them. Uh, we've got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Metroflex gym. And uh, Brian Deere's uh, financial has been uh, very uh, helpful for our youth cricket. Um, we've also got uh, MCP, which is, again, one of our, uh, our owners owns that. Uh, and then we've got, uh, forgive me, uh, uh, Ganga, we've got one real estate company as well, right? But we're certainly looking for a lot more. And uh, I hope, uh, you know, any generous uh, person out there who wants to support San Diego will uh, chip in. Mm-hmm. The Hollywood Master Blasters, are they out of Florida or out of California? California. Master Blasters is out of Hollywood. It's Hollywood Master Blasters. Hollywood, yes. Okay. Okay. So they they, they don't have that. thought they were coming from Florida. Okay. Those are my questions. Yeah. Roger, were you coming in or were you coming in, Dennis? Yes, I, I have another question yeah, I can throw in here. Okay, um, tell me, what, what is the average age of your draftees for the minor leagues? And did you, have, did you draft any minor league young players from within your, say, the San Diego area or the San Diego club or even from outside? The youngest one, you know, did you draft any minor league young players and the yeah. average age? Yes. Um, well, there's leagues. The minor league has rules for um, one under 19 and and two under 21, I think. So mm-hmm. you and they have to play in every game. And yes, we did. Uh, we drafted one from Northern California and one from our uh, academy in San Diego. The other one because we wanted to to show that there was a pathway, but he's also very, he's very talented. So I shouldn't say that because he's from San Diego, he, he is very talented and learned this spot um, as, as a draft. And um, so that's, that's how it worked. The average age, I will guess maybe the mid twenties. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think uh, we do. We do have a few in their early thirties. Our captain is in his early thirties. We've got a couple of people who are like 36, 37, but mostly I would say they are in their uh, early to mid twenties. We've got a, a lot of very exciting young people. And um, I think that's how we're going to build this team. So, so let me, Dennis, <laughs> let me use this opportunity. Let me use this opportunity. No. So minor league had some rules in terms of the composition of the team. 
And I am not the best person to explain them, but I'll take my, because you don't have an expert on here, I'll take my guess. So they were like a, a wild card player, uh, two marquee players, uh, an X number of local pros, meaning they have played for the country, and then you have amateurs, right? And then you have the youth players. So those, and you have your roster, you have to put it together like that, right? And so what a lot of teams have done for the, the wild card and the two marquee is that they have gone and gotten um, pretty high-level cricketers. Like Unmuk Chan, just the guy who captained the, the India. Yep, he's batting uh, right uh, now. He's on 10 on 18 balls. Right. On, <laughs> and so you have him. You have Sujit Gauda, who played, uh, almost played Ranji. You have uh, Tami Islam play for, uh, for, um, for Pakistan. You have uh, Shian Jayasuriya. You have, um, and, and on the, the, the East Coast, you'll have a whole bunch, I'm sure, of West Indians that are, that are mm-hmm. in that back too. But, uh, but that's how you have the, the minor league sets up, the, the conditions, and you have to be able to fill those conditions. Our wild card in San Diego is a Guyanese. Um, he played for Guyana and currently playing for the Canadian team. His name is Dylan Halinger. So he, he is our wild card at this stage. So that's how the teams are put together. Thank you. And do, do these players all, I mean, given that you've got, what, a month or so, six weeks, maybe two months of minor league games, all these players from outside of your region, do they all have to live within this area or do they make Oh, I uh, wish they travel? could do that, uh, Dennis. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. unfortunately, no. We, we've got to spend a lot of money flying people in and out. And, um, yeah. and, of course, if we had to keep them here, then, you know, it's their jobs and things like that that would be uh, very difficult to compensate them for. So, uh, unfortunately, at this stage, it's, it's still requiring us to fly people around. Right. So the, for the marquee players and um, the domestic pros and the wild card, they could come uh, essentially from anywhere. But then what happens is that in the, in the region that you have to, uh, to, to get players from, they go into a draft, right? And that draft is done a couple of weeks before the season starts. And so that is the stage where they meet the team. So for us, Southern California was our region. And so all the players would register there. You know, anybody, I could have registered, you could have registered, but you have to be living in that area. And then the teams meet and they, 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 they pretty much pick right from that. And it's a, it's a, they, they establish some rules for the draft. So you can't go uh, two in a row, you know, you have to, and then if you get the first round pick in this first round, you don't get the first and the next one and so on and so forth. So they put some rules in place and, and that's how the team. So you have the goal there, which I kind of like, is to have, um, you have to have enough or uh, almost a majority of local players in your region. So we have, so in San Diego, we have, we have about, uh, Jimmy, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but we have about six people, six or seven on the roster of about 18 that are, uh, that are local, San Diego. Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think uh, not only are they local, but uh, when given the opportunity, they have performed admirably. Your, your, your players, do they have, you know, the ones you draw, do they have the, the I don't know whether abilities are, can they refuse to be drafted into a particular club? No. 
they can. So if I draft them, they have to go with that team. And you can trade. I think there's a certain period of time where you can trade players, but uh, but but once you're drafted, that's it. So what 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 the teams do? They talk to players before to make sure that they're okay. You know that if they get drafted, you don't want to draft somebody that doesn't want to play for you, right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of talking, uh, you know, uh, with players and. And then a discussion with the team that is drafting about the chemistry and all of that stuff. And that's what Jimmy referred to us in the beginning of our conversation, that this is going to be a year where we're all learning, right? So yes. we're, we're going to be in a better position next year and the following year to, to, uh, to see what the talent pool is like in, in different areas. Okay. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, Leon, I think... We've yes. been joined by Jasna. I don't know if she's uh, yes, willing just, uh, to... Uh, yes, we, we certainly have to bring in Jasna and let her uh, have you. And, and a remi- is... A rem- just, I don't know if she's up to date. With, we, we have two guests, Jasna. We have Jimmy and we have Mr. Gandaram. And they are members of the uh, San Diego Surf Riders Cricket Club over in the minor league. And... Uh, Perhaps you want to say hello to them and tell them what you're doing from the neck of the woods as well. Jetsa? Okay, yes. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, Good everybody. Evening. Mr. Gupta and Jenny. Good evening. One is Jimmy no, yeah. and one is Jimmy and Gangaram. And Gangaram. Jimmy and Gangaram. <laughs> oh, Gangaram. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, th- uh, my name is Jyotsana Patel, and I'm from Tampa, Florida. And I'm a former women's cricket uh, women's cricket player. Uh, yes, represented yes. India against uh, um, Australia, New that, Zealand, uh, and West Indies. May, may I ask uh, which year was that? Which year it was 1974 to 1978? Oh, Long time back. Was that with Shantarangaswamy and the LLG? This? Yes, we 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 are the pioneers. Yes, sir. Oh dear me, it's very very possible yeah. that um, I may have been broadcasting. I forget which year. It must have been seventy six, seventy seven, somewhere around mm-hmm. there, where um, uh, I was broadcasting at the KSEA Stadium, uh, India versus mm-hmm. New Zealand. I'm not sure if you were in that team, but um, mm-hmm. I know that uh, Diana mm-hmm. and Barrows Adalji and Shantaranga Swami yes, and she, I was she hit there. the first. Hit. I was there. Goodness gracious, yes, what a small world. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed. <laughs> Shanta Rangaswamy really... hit a six, hit a six over yes. midwicket, and I think that was the first time in the KSCA that uh, uh, a woman had uh, cleared the fence. So uh, yes, I was privileged yes. to be broadcasting at that time. Oh, how nice! <laughs> Wonderful. Very <laughs> nice to meet you, sir. Again. Could, could you tell them what you're doing in your neck of the woods in Tampa? Uh, yeah, in Tampa, I am uh, coaching uh, kids and also uh, some women from University of South Florida and girls. Um, and um, that's what I'm doing, promoting uh, women's cricket in Tampa as much as I can. Terrific. Yes. Excellent. I'm also playing, I'm also playing, uh, playing, again, playing with uh, my team name. Uh, Tampa Sunrisers and uh, Willow Breakers. That is uh, from other states. Yes. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Well, perhaps Leon, Leon, my, Leon, my guest, my guest promised to 
stay with us for a little while. I think we may yes. have overshot their time frame. So, you know, we're hoping give, to have them Dennis, stay a little why, longer. Why don't we give them an opportunity not, to say their final words if they have something that they have on their mind that they would like to express? You want to yes. extend an invitation to them as well, that they are free to be back whenever possible and just make a contact with you and then we'll make a way for them. So we're so happy that we have them. Well, that's very like kind it. of you. Uh, uh, in fact, I was going to ask if I can just say a few final words and then uh, turn it over to Gangaram. But um, yes. uh, my, my one, main thing one, is... One request, gentlemen. One request of you, though. When, when Mr. Um, Gangaram he writes the book with, with, with Felix, that if he if it were possible if, if he could come on the show with him and uh, talk about a book that's possible no definitely I would love to do that I, I would do yeah. that um, and as a matter of fact I was thinking that we raffle one of his books we'll buy one and probably buy two and, and raffle one to the general public yeah, no, that would, it would be a wonderful thing to, it would be an honor yeah. to share the book because we're not uh, uh, this is a this is something that, that we want to get his message out. He's a he's a, his brand of cricketer uh, is 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 dying, and we need to we need to cultivate uh, more like him for the game as we move forward. So I, I, it would be a, an honor to come and do that. Yes, tell tell him for us what the question the first question that I would ask is how did he what goes went through his mind when he's going to the Vivian Richard? That's the question. Well, they're very good friends, by the way. From my uh, my recollection, actually, he, he talks a lot about Gary Sobers. He doesn't. Mm. He talks a lot about his respect for Gary Sobers. Um, he did, does talk about Viv, but uh, but but more so about uh, what a what a um, not only an incredible cricketer but a human being he is. So I, I remember, and he talks a lot about Frankie Warren. Um, mm. You know. Uh, uh, and about the passion that that Frank Worrell shared for the game and and his diplomacy and and just an all round uh, great human being. So I, I, we'll, we'll have to leave that for another day conversation. Bandara, commentators, Yes. So your final words, gentlemen. Your final words. Okay, well, I, I've got to get going here, so if it's okay with you, I'll go first, and yeah, then sure. uh, Gangram maybe can close up. Um, no, what I wanted to do is to share with you all, um, you know, you've heard about the San Diego Cricket Club and San Diego Surf Riders and things like that. Um, where I personally would like to see us go is uh, the youth program uh, across, as I started my, uh, you know, in the, in the beginning of the hour, uh, talking about getting it into the American system. And so the, the grand plan that we have right now is to start at the schools, uh, middle schools, and then from middle school move into high schools. Uh, we started with 400 students at one school. And personally, I'd like to have, uh, in the course of the next year or two, uh, to hit enough schools that we have a total of about 10,000 students uh, doing this as part of the PE so it's not one of those evening programs where let's talk about cricket. We're training uh, the actual teachers, the PE teachers, who know nothing about cricket. We are teaching them. Uh, they are watching us teach the first few lessons. We are getting a lot of these uh, Kanga cricket the kits and distributing it to schools. So uh, it's a really grand, big plan, and I'm hoping that um, 
you know, as we get into the thousands and hopefully ten thousands uh, around the San Diego County and spread it into L.A. and the rest of California and the United States, um, uh, we're going to build a future cricketing community, uh, not just of players, but also their parents and well-wishers. So uh, we are uh, where soccer was about 25 years ago in the United States. Yeah. And uh, yeah. uh, I don't think we're going to wait. At least I'm not sure if I have 25 years, but uh, <laughs> certainly I'd like to do this um, uh, within the next 10 years. And I think that's very possible. Uh, and maybe Gangram can talk about the academic side as well, because I think that's an uh, that's really thinking outside the box. So I want to say thank you to everyone for um, giving me this time. Uh, Dennis, thanks for inviting us. And to the rest mm-hmm. of your panel and all the audience, uh, just a pleasure to talk cricket uh, with, uh, with anyone who's willing to listen. Thank you again. It was a delight. And thank you for you. coming. And wish you well. Uh, you're undertaking very ambitious, but I know it's possible. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Jimmy. This is and this is Ganga. So I have to, I have to 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 to, to run to. But uh, I enjoyed the conversation. As that Virgil passion is what we need. And yes. so what, what I'll what I'll um, what I'll leave you with is is uh, you know to stick in cricket for a long time in the administration, dealing with all the challenges and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, your audience just um, look past. The, the short-term challenges that you're faced with um, and, and look at the game. It's, it's, uh, how, how do we stick around as staunch supporters and make sure that the game continue to thrive? Um, you know, all of us have a role to play and the worst thing in this country that I've observed is, is as soon as things don't go a certain way, we tend to give up and we tend to form factions and we tend to uh, because cricket is, you can play it uh, anywhere if you think about it, right? And and at different levels. And so what we need to do is to stay positive as a cricket community, back each other up, um, not uh, try to go around uh, each other, uh, support each other, uh, speak up, uh, respect each other, and uh, and the game will grow. Um, don't walk away. I've seen too many good, passionate people. Uh, walk away because of minor reasons and sometimes major reasons too. So that's my appeal to your audience. And uh, it was a privilege for you to um, to invite me, and I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. So thank you very much. It has been a delight. Can I just say? Go ahead. Can I just say one thing before they go? Sure. Um, um, next time anyone make the mistake and misidentify my city, they'll be a big fine for that. How about this? How about if we start, start a friendly rivalry between uh, Lauderdale in, in Broward County and San Diego, no. California? How about that? No, no, Lada Hill, Lada Hill, Lada Hill, Lada Hill, Lada Hill. Lada Hill. Lada yeah. Hill. Yeah. You got the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. That would be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you very much. Thank you. Final words in the nice audience. Nice having you, gentlemen. I mean, yeah, just nice having you, gentlemen. I, you know, really enjoy the conversation. Dennis? Yes, I just want to reach out again once more and thank both of them, Jimmy and Dr. Gangaram Singh, for taking the time out of their busy schedule to come and 
you know, have this little chat with us and, uh, and tell us about the growth and the development of the game, just not just here in our local region, but their dreams of having the games developed into a national affair. I appreciate that very much. And as one who devoted a lot of my years to cricket, I understand exactly where they're coming from. And they fully have my support. Thank you again, gentlemen, for being here. Thank you, and I'll be in touch. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you too much, so much, Dennis, for bringing on this wonderful guest. And I'm sure it was delightful for all of our members hearing from them. Simon, we still have time for I'm your question. I'm with questions. you. Yours. All right. <laughs> I'm right here listening. I'm waiting patiently. Time for your question for the panelists. Panelists are ready for a question. All righty, all yeah. righty. Okay. Just before you come in, the, the latest scores question is 39 for 3. 39 for 3. Joseph is not out. Not. And Mr. Bonner is not out and 18. Okay. And Joseph is not, zero from 19 deliveries. But as a night watchman, that's his duty. To be in okay. the wicket. Go ahead, Simon. You have okay, oh, we are ready. Okay, gentlemen and ladies, South Africa scored <laughs> the highest score ever made in South Africa in test, test cricket now. Please tell me the highest score ever made in one test in South Africa. And the um, follow-up question is, against which team? The highest score ever to- scored in test for South Africa and five in one questions in one inning. In one inning, right? You're talking about one innings or two innings? Uh, this is one innings. One innings. One innings. One innings. South Africa scored in one innings. Uh, against which follow-ups against which team? 81 against England. Okay. Let's go through the panel. I haven't heard from um, um, Mills, Cardinal, for quite a while. Is he with us? No. What's okay. The, you have, let me tell you who we have. You have Simon on, you have Mr. McKenzie on, you have Mr. Patel on, you have Audio what about Ivor? You have Ivor? Vir- Virgil on. No, we don't have Ivor, no. Okay. No, I'm telling you who we have. Virgil, you have Virgil. You have Audley. Uh, no have Cardinal Mr. and no Ivor. That's it. Yeah. Okay. You know. Thank you. No. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Who, who okay, wants to ask the question? I'm going to guess about... I'm gonna guess about six forty nine. Just just again. Six forty nine. Mm-hmm. And against I'm which team? I'm gonna go for seven. Against which team for bonus points? Seven fifty one against which team against against, against Sri Lanka. Okay. Against okay. New Zealand. Okay. Go ahead. Let's hear you then, Miss McKenzie. Seven fifty one against New Zealand. Okay. Okay. Virgil. Um, Virgil. I own. I I I I I only know the the one that scored. And I said, "Tell me, I only know the one that scored." I think. 
between South Africa and Australia, which actually make like 450 and they chase it down and knock it off. But um, the test match, um, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Just, uh, just, just do an education, education guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, seven hundred and six hundred and eighty-five against um, um, Sri Lanka. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Virgil. Do you want to guess Jetna? Do you want to guess Jetna? And Mr. Patel. Um, Mr. Patel. Mr. Patel. Let me see. Omni. <laughs> South Africa. Test. What was the score? Mm-hmm. No, 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 Okay. Yeah, my husband says, yeah, I guessed it, actually. Jessna <laughs> <laughs> is disqualified, Simon. Yeah, Mr. Patel is not with us. He's, no, he, he's been with us. Amrish, my husband, he's been with us, yes. No. Simon, I'm here, but to be honest, I don't follow South Africa. How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, you gotta guess. Thank you. you gotta get Jason. It's your birthday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Just guess, Jason. Just guess. Make a calculated guess. Five hundred. I will say it's the seven hundred plus against Sri Lanka. That's the only thing I can guess. But uh, as I said, to be honest, I don't follow too much South Africa. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Mr. Patel. Thank you. Go ahead, Dennis. Uh, a score about 620. I think Richard uh, scored nearly 300, and um, Graham Pollock scored nearly 300, and Richard's a good 100, but I don't know who it's again. I'll take a stab. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks, thanks a lot. Okay, uh, yes. is that it, Mr. Panel, Mr. President? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, that's about all I... Like we say, we okay, I'll reveal my answer. My book, Go ahead. my book from London Go says Africa scored 682 for six against England at large. Oh, no. Nah. Oh. I, I said 681 against England. Yes, that's you, true. That's that's true. You didn't say that. 681. So against England. You didn't say 681. I said 681 against England. Education so we were in the ballpark, yes. Yes. Uh, we were in the ballpark. Yeah, that's right. Matter. We were close. We were close. No. So you know your cricket, no. gentlemen, ladies. You know your cricket. Okay. Uh, who is going to give me a question tonight, uh, Jetna? Jetna, you're going to give Simon a question. Me? Uh, no, I'm not too prepared. I okay. Let's 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 come on in with a question to Simon. No, no, Jetna, no, Jet, no need to go back to her husband and let he ask the question. He give her the question. Have any question. <laughs> ask question. <laughs> who's going to win the West Indies test? Well, I, I have to say West Indies. Good question. 
Simon, are you sure? You got only two days left. You got only two days left. Yes. 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 I I still see the West Indies against Pakistan. Okay, who's going to yeah. win the series or the test? Which one? Yeah. Who's going to win the series? The test. Who's going to test or the series? The test. Okay, the test. Yeah. And uh, since I came on later, I didn't find out the scores of England and India. Uh, Mr. President, can someone go through that for me, please? Yes. India, India won by 151 runs. Okay. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. Okay. But um, anybody want to answer Simon questions? Who is going to win? Who is going to win the test? Uh, West Indies versus well, South Africa. That, that again is that that again we're just prognosticating because nobody nobody yeah. really. Yeah. Nobody I mean knows. we're just speculating and just just our yeah. opinion. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we don't really have a right or wrong. Hardly. You need to go to Google and ask Google. He'll give you an answer. <laughs> and then we can if you have a few minutes Mr. President could you run down the West Indies um, Pakistan score if you have a few minutes yeah Pakistan 302 for 9 players West Indies 39.3 and that's the end of the third day one day was washed out yeah uh, big and Captain Barbara Zamig 75 and Alam Made 124 knockouts with run 31. Uh, let's see. Just I know you want to hear the bowling. Kimar wrote 27 overs, three for 68. Jaden Seal 15 overs, three for 21. Holder 23 overs, two for 42. Uh, apparently there got to be a run out because it was nine wickets. Yes. And um, yeah, we have eight there, here. There was, right. 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 Yes. Three for yes. twenty-one or three for thirty-one? Three for thirty-one. Three for thirty-one. Okay. Yes. Three. Um, three for thirty-one. Jo- jo- Joseph has his first um, test hundred coming up. Okay. No, he's going. He's, 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 go- he's going to make his first test hundred in this match. Okay. But and yeah, the West yeah, Indies are how yeah, many he's now? Good yet after nineteen balls. But uh, okay. I believe in him. He's he puts a lot of puts a lot of pride in his batting. So he's yeah. not the West, and what's the West Indies score at the moment? Thirty-nine for three, um, Simon. Thirty-nine for three. Okay, okay, okay. So we are we are about even because uh, Pakistan was was four for two or something like that. They were nine for three. They were nine for three. Nine yes, for three. yes. They came back. Yes, very, very, very unpredictable game. Very unpredictable. Yeah. Very yeah. unpredictable why, why, game. Why, why don't we take, we take turns now to say happy birthday to Mr. Jatin? He's on. He, he and I, I'd be first to say happy birthday to him, and many happy yes. and safe ones to come. Yes, indeed. I, I joined that statement, please. How about oh, you, Mr. Jay? Patel, of, of course, of course I, I read that out early in the birthday and anniversary hour, yes. and I also mm-hmm. mentioned that you finally... Uh, left the, the, the 40s. You're finally out of the 40s now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you all. And Mr. Patel, I just want to tell you a very, very, very happy birthday. And this one to be special 
for you because this one is coming straight out of the beautiful city of Lauder Hill. So oh, enjoy there you your go again. I say, I say oh, that. Thanks, I'm going to be in the you park, you know what I mean? Yes. And how about you, Jessica? You got to wish your, your cousin or you? Oh, Jessica, yes. Happy birthday, Jessine Bhai. And many more to come. Oh, wish you all the best. I, I promise to ask Jessine a question. Question. Jessine, I hear a team, and they have about 10 patels in, in the side. Is that your, your side in the minor league? Things out of Atlanta. Anybody heard? Where is the party? It's uh, is a family people, but there's a lot of uh, Patel involved in the cricket, right? And uh, uh, minor league, I believe, if you look at it, like the guest said, there are a lot of Asian continent people are putting a big chunk in this project, right? There's a lot of owners. Yeah. is uh, mainly from the South Asian countries and. Uh, I will say it's not about uh, Caribbean community or South Asian community. It's all uh, involved together as a team. This is a team sport, mm-hmm. right? And uh, yes. only thing is trying to differentiate, then I will say that uh, these people are putting money, uh, which wasn't uh, done in the last 50 years, right? With, uh, we could have done more. And if you hear those two fellows like Gangaram and Jimmy, they were discussing, like, we need to get united. That is the most important thing we need. Yes. And uh, yes. we yes. want to make sure that we are all together in this project, no matter what, right? Because mm-hmm. what happens here is when the momentum is give, uh, going up and the good people are leaving uh, the interest, it uh, doesn't help overall. Now, it's, I will say, is uh, like a running chain and everybody needs to be on board and make sure that we support each other whatever we we can and uh, just want to establish from this level to the next level that is what we are looking at and i will say there is a lot of positive things are happening let's say this way and the next three four years will decide how strong we are and how far we are going right but the way I look at it, with the development of the new facilities and all things are happening, I will say the better future is ahead, and I can see a bright light at the end of the tunnel, definitely for the next generation. we got to put some effort. I, 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 I just cried to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm very impressed with the minor league, to be honest, I'm, and the way they've gone about it. I just wish them well. There's a tendency yeah. to start and then stop. But this thing is this, there is room that it will go on for a long time. There's so much. And the minor league is the, really a launch pad for almost yes. uh, every yes. potential cricket out there. And uh, I can add the one uh, big statement here. If the cricket has been changed and the, the people talking about IPL or commercialization or players' contracts and all these things, it's all happened from that one World Cup final when India won against West Indies in 83. And since then, at that point, we had a, I believe, ICC headed by the Jagmohan Dalamia. He's the one who introduced uh, the first uh, contract uh, terms and conditions for the international players, including their endorsement. And uh, later on, uh, all these things have happened for two good reasons. One, Make sure everyone is involved, 
and number two the boards and the all cricket authorities need to know who is doing what in terms of the financial conditions and overall if we are today looking this big chunk the players are making is because of those baby steps taken way back in 80s and now especially if you look at the US and Canada anyone caribbean like almost three or four franchise in cpl is now owned by the indians so what is happening here is at least the money is coming the big thing the always the biggest hurdle we had in this area is about the funding so at least the people are bringing money and trying to help us to put together a good foundation now it's a matter of fact if the more people can involve this game can expand beyond our all expectation and that is what uh, right now cricket in usa awesome awesome tells me they say 100000 dollars they spending in the team could you imagine the others as well that's a so budget we have right now all 27 franchise at the moment if you look at i will say every game is costing owner about 20 to 30000 dollars let's say this way when they are going mm. travel even the home games are usually runs maybe around close to 10000 the way i look at it this is definitely giving the opportunity to almost everyone involved like the umpires is making money let's say scorers are making money there are commentators all over coming to the game and they are getting okay. some compensation may not be the yes. big chunk and then we still got these uh, live video coverage even i was at the game as i'm coaching the atlanta promise Uh, we had all day this video crew and the technical staff so it's like uh, giving the opportunity employment to almost who are involved in cricket how about that is not just yes, limited yes. to those uh, our traditional league games where the only 11 players are playing and they are the only one on the ground and nothing helps to anybody over here it's helping everybody and now from here how we expand how we involve and engage more people and how we increase the participation that is the only thing can be our way to improve with that said oh. we're coming to the end of the show we just want to call on just now to give a final words a couple minutes and then simon in that order yeah. then virgil just now your final thoughts uh yes uh, happy birthday again jatin bhai many more to come Enjoy your you. uh, when is it? Yeah, when is it? Today? It's tomorrow, tomorrow. and I'm ready to go out for tomorrow. dinner right now. How about that? <laughs> 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 Because Monday is a hard to get out, right? So Sunday is easy-going yeah. time now. Oh, <laughs> I see. Okay, all right. And well, by the way, I'm coming back from Atlanta to Indianapolis right now. We just finished the two games today, and I'm heading home. So we're stopping here in Nashville. to have a dinner and then we'll move on to back home tonight. Okay, thank you oh, so wonderful. much. Wish you well. Simon, your final words. Simon, your final yes, words. Yes, I would indeed. I'd like to say once more very happy safe birthday to Mr. Patel. And I'll ask him a last question before I go. I Mr. Patel, yeah. uh, what's the reason you think that Americans are reluctant to gravitate towards this great game of cricket? I don't understand they they followed football well well what we call football I don't know what you call it here what we call football in England they call big in this country why they're not gravitating towards cricket I don't understand it uh, give him time to answer Simon 
as again over and over i will say these american sports are completely different the engagement of these american community into the sport is for various reasons the different reasons the one of the biggest one is definitely what is in for them in a long term like for example if you're playing basketball or let's say football or something like that you are making millions of dollar in contract right towards yes. the professional sports cricket yeah. has not opened up that kind of opportunity yet we need to open that window the pathway not just yeah. playing for the national team it's beyond that we need to look into the career the other reason is we have not followed even today they are not targeting that route route is very simple look at the culture the custom of the us sports <clears throat> every player is coming from elementary school or middle school then they move on to the high school after they play four years in high school they are uh, picked by the ncaa which is the college sport where they are getting scholarships and heavy amount of playing time to become a pro yeah. and once you are there you are making those uh, big uh, money in a professional sport as a drafting so cricket has to follow the same trend if they want to be here okay otherwise what happens is here there's a lot of young players who are playing right now by the time they reach college they are giving up they are finding different yes. interests they are looking yes. for either career or different and that is what happening in west indies also right now if it is yes. not much involved the people are looking at the different sports where they can they feel like hey i'm a more of a better happy here in terms both mm. ways making career making more money and uh, yeah. having the opportunities those are the three key things and uh, yeah. i still convinced in my all uh, speeches and whenever i'm talking with the board members or something i always tell this is the thing we need to look for if we don't okay. create that then the american kids are least interested to just try cricket you know Yeah, thank you okay. so much. Good night. Good night. Your final word. Yeah. Uh I just want to say good night to all the listeners especially those and the guests that we have on the show tonight. It was a wonderful show that we have with them and looking forward to yeah. to to see these guys again. And I also want to say I met a, a couple of weeks ago I met this youngster 26 year old who, who, um a cricketer from Antigua which was one of those student that was abandoned in Jamaica like about 30 something or 40 something Antigua and Barbuda student was abandoned in Jamaica from the school never get to finish the, 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 the from the university of um the CMU university I just want to wish them all the best and I hope it just like abandoned at sea without no fuel so hope somebody can find a way to fuel these youngster back because you know that will mess their mind up and I just want to wish them all the best Good. Thank you so much. If anyone want to see it, go. Mr. McKenzie? Yes, you're, I just want to say thanks for a very, very lovely show. Very good guests we have on it, too. Um, the West Indies are struggling at 39 for 3. I just hope and pray that they will recover and maintain their lead in the series. A lot of Americans are suffering from the hurricane. come from fire and everything like that we just hope that things will settle down and life will return to normal so we thank you so much dennis thank you for a lovely thank you so much dennis yes yes i, I wanted to yes you wanted to thank uh, 
Jatin for uh, being a valuable part of the cricket show and its contributions to the show and everything else surrounding the, you know, promotion, production, and so on. I wanted to wish him happy birthday. I hope he's still listening. I know he's no longer. You know, he's gone. On he's the gone with the wind. He's, but he may be listening while he's, he's it in the archive. Yeah. So I at least thank you. It's in the archive, and I wanted him to know how much we appreciate his great, great contribution. contribution. Thank you all. Thank you. Also for- okay. Um, oddly, final word. Yeah. Time is running yeah, out. Yeah. Final word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Sir, time is running right. So I just want to say uh, thanks for having a wonderful show. Thanks to our guests, and um, just heard from Ivor a little bit. He said he's on his just on his way home from the game. So. Just say good night on behalf of Iba Henry as we go. So, but before we okay. go, good night, Iba. Good night. A, a, Drive a carefully. Talk. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Thank you yes, so much, Mr. Henry. Thank you so much. A little song for Jatin.
It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.